If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. The 28-year-old patient shows up at the hospital with distressing symptoms. He explains to the doctors that he felt really bad chest discomfort and had been coughing badly for quite some time. The medical staff knew right away there was no time to waste, so he was scheduled for an x-ray. Weirdly, there was nothing unusual about the x-ray results. The patient just had a mass in his lungs that they needed to remove as soon as possible. Sure, it wasn't the best news for the man, but it was certainly nothing the doctors hadn't seen before. But that first opinion changed on the day of the surgery. Not only was the whole operation more difficult than they had initially expected, but the mass they removed from the patient had an unusual shape. When the probe was sent for further investigation, the doctors were puzzled. It was a small fir tree! The doctors that had participated in the operation thought that the man must have inhaled a seed which settled inside the man's lungs. After the seed grew into a sapling, its little needles started to damage the tissue surrounding it, which resulted in chest discomfort and coughing. As the story gained more popularity, scientists weighed in on the mysterious story, and they weren't so quick to accept it, saying it was most likely made up. On one hand, most plants need a lot of sunlight to grow, which isn't available in a human lung. More so, if it were that simple, we'd all have things growing in our bodies. Small seeds aren't that hard to swallow or inhale, right? This wasn't the only story about plants growing in a human lung that baffled scientists. In 2010, a man from Massachusetts was hospitalized after his lung collapsed. Again, this didn't seem to take doctors by surprise, as unfortunate as it was, because the patient already had a history of respiratory issues. Nevertheless, they discovered a mass inside the man's lung and removed it immediately. What they found was equally as surprising as the fir tree, a small pea plant. Only this time, doctors suggested that the man probably had peas for dinner. But that one simply went the wrong way and didn't end up in his stomach as it should have. Once it reached his lungs, the small pea got comfortable and began sprouting leaves. The truth is a bit more complex in this case, but it does make it more plausible. Turns out that the piece that was removed from the man's lung was only about half an inch long, something that small doesn't qualify as a full-grown plant. But the seed was able to grow, though. That's because a pea seed can sprout even without light. It naturally does that underground. The seed doesn't need to have any light at this point because the tiny seed has enough energy stored inside to help it grow to the level of the soil where it gets the sunlight it needs to continue. Because of their relationship with the sun, plants are called autotrophs, or organisms that use exposure to light to feed themselves. A lot of us think that plants get their daily menu from the soil we place them in, but that's not feeding them. Plants need sunlight, water, and the gases in the air to produce glucose, the substance they use for food. This whole process is called photosynthesis and is performed by all plants, algae, and even a bunch of microorganisms, like the purple sulfur bacteria. Now back to our unfortunate human patient. While it's true that the pea seed might have germinated since it had sufficient moisture in there to survive, it didn't grow into a full-sized plant. 
it would have needed sunlight for that so that photosynthesis could begin. That's not to say it wasn't damaging or dangerous. A lot of other emergency room doctors have similar stories too, like this one coming from some doctors in Essex, whose patient initially seemed to have lost her dentures. The woman was elderly and already had memory problems and they initially didn't give this mistake much thought. That wasn't until the woman was later discovered to have some other problems with her lungs too. It didn't take them long to connect the dots and figure out that the woman's upper dentures weren't all lost, they were just inside her body. The woman had swallowed them but didn't realize and they got stuck at the bottom of her throat, also causing her respiratory problems. Not all such mishaps happened by accident. Another man in the UK wanted to offer his fiancée the engagement ring of her dreams, but it didn't fit his budget. So he came up with what he believed to be a clever plan. He went to the jewelry parlor and patiently waited for the jeweler to shift his focus from the ring for a split second. As soon as that happened, he swallowed the ring. The jeweler wasn't easily tricked and called the police. Once under the metal detectors, the man could only confess. The crafty romantic was escorted to a cell where he was expected to and pass the ring back to its rightful owner. It's not the only reason people were caught swallowing jewelry. A woman once came up to the emergency doctor complaining about stomach pains. There was nothing bizarre about her. On the contrary, she was a middle-aged woman, both fashionable and tidy. Her physical exam didn't reveal anything suspicious about her. But the x-ray they had to make sure did. As they were looking at the images, the doctors were perplexed. A whole lot of jewelry was stuck inside the woman's stomach and intestines. The medical staff obviously questioned her about how the objects got there, and her response was even more outrageous. She said she wanted to keep her jewelry safe from her husband, which she claimed had a bit of a habit of gifting her jewelry to other women. Nice guy. One other doctor remembered having a patient with a bottle cap stuck in his throat. The problem is, he didn't even notice he had a strange object stuck inside of him. It was simply discovered at a routine checkup. Fortunately, no surgery was needed to fish this one out. Doctors managed to get it out using a small medical net. They were curious how this man managed to get a bottle cap stuck in his throat and not even know it. His response was simple. He did remember drinking water some days prior, but he couldn't find the cap. He brushed the whole thing off and went on with his day. Other times, naughty things we do when we were young can come back to haunt us years later. A 30-year-old woman surely learned this lesson the hard way when she ended up in the emergency room with a stuffy nose. No medicine seemed to help, so she knew she had to get it examined by a professional. Once the doctors had a look, they realized she had some inflamed tissue up her nose and something that resembled a foreign object. It also looked like that object had been there for quite some time. They couldn't figure out what it was, so she was immediately taken to the operating room. What the surgeons removed was then taken to be further investigated, and it turned out to be some sort of material resembling paper. After they questioned her, the woman did remember having stuffed some paper in her nose when she was little, but was just as surprised as the doctors that the small piece had stayed there up her nose for over 20 years. Some extractions of foreign objects are more complicated than others. A kid ended up at the emergency room after he stuffed his brother's plastic construction toy up his nose. 
As the doctors were trying to carefully remove it, the kid coughed, and the toy went down his throat and into his stomach. Both the doctors and the kid's family patiently waited for the boy to pass the toy out to the final destination. That's probably because the kid wanted to give it back to his brother. But it's probably okay for the kid to keep it. Hey, can you speak up? I just ate an entire pizza. That's because after eating a hearty meal, our hearing tends to be a bit less sharp. During digestion, most of our bloodstream is directed toward the stomach, which takes away a bit from all the other organs. So, next time you want to go listen to your favorite band at a live concert, make sure to eat a lighter meal to keep your ears pitch perfect. On top of our stomach and left kidney, we have a magical organ that can grow back if we remove a part of it. Our liver can regenerate itself by making new cells called heptocytes. They begin to multiply once the liver is damaged. The seriousness of that damage defines if it can regenerate completely and the amount of time it takes to do so. Ever wondered what's worse for your body? No sleep or no food? Turns out, the lack of sleep is more dangerous. That's because if you don't rest, your body becomes exposed to a lot more risks. After 24 hours without any shut-eye, you can start to have memory problems and find it difficult to concentrate. At just 17 hours without sleep, you start to feel tired and groggy, irritable, tense, and more emotional. Ah! I need a nap. Your pain receptors also become more sensitive, which means everything hurts a bit more than it should. Oh, and it also affects your hearing, too. What? On the other hand, you can be well into your 24-hour period with no food before your body realizes you've stopped eating. In the first 8 hours, you just keep digesting the last meals you had. After those first hours, you start to use stored fats for energy. Not eating for more than 24 hours means that your body will start eating away at its own protein, which means you literally start to lose muscle. Rainwater isn't always safe to drink. It can sometimes hold harmful bacteria and viruses. Also, in heavily polluted locations, it may even meet other harmful materials. Some communities out there do depend solely on rainwater as their primary source of hydration. But does rainwater have any other health benefits? Not really, according to current studies. Some of those risky substances may be removed from rainwater if you boil it. But it's best to stick to the safer side and only drink water from sources that are 100% safe for human consumption. Now, we produce sweat mostly to regulate our body temperature and for some added moisture, like the one we need in the palms of our hands for a better grip. But sweat doesn't just show up on our skin. It comes out of around 5 million pores on our bodies. We're literally stepping on a quarter of our bones each day. We have just over 200 bones in our body, but about a quarter of those are in a very small surprising area, our feet. Since we have 26 bones in each foot, we end up with literally 52 in both. Now, our eyes produce tears for many reasons, like protecting themselves from infection or clearing up debris, such as smoke and dust, or when your baby done you wrong. But the number of tears we produce is quite surprising up to 30 gallons per year. That's almost enough to fill a bathtub. Wow, that is heartbreaking. Our blood pressure wakes up hours before we do. That's because in the morning, the body produces a bunch of hormones like adrenaline and noradrenaline. 
They help give us the energy boost we need during our morning hours, but they also increase our blood pressure, which is usually higher between 6 a.m. and noon. During the night, since we should technically sleep and perform no physical activity, our blood pressure drops down by up to 20%. Speaking of our vital fluid, our blood accounts for about 10% of our total body weight. We tend to think of our body weight as being mostly made up of muscles, fat stores, and bones. But there's a lot more to it. In a fit adult person, bones make up 15% of the total body weight. About 40-45% to is left to muscles, about 15% to fat deposits, and the rest are stuff like skin, tendons, hair, and other yucky things. Let's see. That adds up to… yep, 100%. Your lungs aren't twins. They're siblings. That's because they aren't the same size or shape. Your right lung is bigger and tends to weigh more, and your heart is to blame for it since your ticker tilts to the left a little bit. This creates a small indentation in the left lung called the cardiac impression, which is also what funny heart doctors do at comedy clubs. The right lung may be bigger, but it's a bit shorter since it needs to make room for the liver. Doesn't your house have a liver room? Many of your body measurements are quite symmetrical in surprising ways. If you were to stretch out both of your arms, your wingspan, and measure it, it should show how tall you are. Based on these similar measurements, specialists can even produce theories about what ancient humans used to look like. Looks like we've evolved to be increasingly symmetrical to appear more attractive and healthier to attract mates. Hmm. More so, since we've evolved to also walk on two legs, our symmetrical features help us to move around with the least amount of energy because it creates balance. Now, humans aren't natural champions when it comes to the scent of smell, that's for sure. But our noses can pick up about 1 trillion different scents. Scientists are still performing research on this subject and believe the number may be even higher. Some dog breeds may be able to notice scents somewhere between 10,000 and 100,000 times better than we do, but turns out the best nose in the animal kingdom may be attributed to the elephant because of its staggering number and type of olfactory receptor genes, over 10,000, while humans and chimpanzees have less than 400. We tend to look at our pinkies as our most delicate fingers, but we do have more power in them than we think. Turns out that should our pinky finger be lost or affected, the overall strength of our grip may decrease by up to 33%. The liquid in our stomach, made of hydrochloric acid, potassium chloride, and sodium chloride, is way more powerful than any acidic food you can think of, like lemons, pineapples, or tomatoes. The pH of healthy stomach acid should be between 1 and 3. So if you think about it, it's just below that of battery acid. Our hair strands are strong too. So strong that research is performed on them to duplicate their resistance into human-made materials. A healthy head of hair should be able to withstand up to 26,000 pounds. It's due to a little protein in the hair strand called keratin which you can also find in your nails and skin. Now, only about one-third of us humans have perfect vision. There are a lot more glasses and contacts out there than you'd think, making up about 66%. Apart from different eye conditions, our vision also gets worse with age. When we're born, our heads amount to one-quarter of our total length. 
By the time we reach 25, our head will only be one-eighth of it. That's because our heads won't change their size a lot as we grow older, as opposed to the rest of our body, mostly when it comes to the legs and torso. Our brains are these super-powerful computers, and a single human brain cell can hold five times as much information as the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. Maybe you remember that. We've yet to pinpoint the exact amount of data it can support, but in electronic terms, the storage capacity of the brain is around 2,500 terabytes. For comparison, the National Archives of Britain, which keeps over 900 years of history, only takes up 70 terabytes. It's probably the reason our brains need the most amount of oxygen compared to other organs. About 20% of the total oxygen that enters the bloodstream. And that's despite the fact that it makes up only 2% of our body mass. Our normal activities, plus the effect of gravity, make the cartilage in our ankles, knees, hips, back, and neck slowly compress. Once you rest overnight, the cartilage goes back to normal. On average, you are somewhere around 0.4 inches taller in the morning than you are later at night. And that's why they call me Stretch. Almost all of our body is covered with hairs, even if we don't notice them. They grow even in the belly button. Their purpose is to catch lint. Check it out, see? A single human hair can support 3.5 ounces of weight. That's how much two candy bars weigh. Our hair color is easily explained by genes. There's not more than 2% of people with natural red hair. They're followed by blondes and by all the varieties of brown shades. The vast majority goes to black hair, including very dark brown. Yeah, your hair can stop growing at a certain length. A hair usually grows from 2 to 7, so usually it doesn't exceed 42 inches. Well, tell that to this gal from China, who broke all the hair records with the longest hair ever. In 2004, her hair was 18 feet, 5 and a half inches long. With age, your hair loses its natural color. It happens because keratin receives less pigment. As people grow older, the pigment cells in their hair follicles gradually vanish, and hair becomes gray. Some time passes and no pigment is produced at all. That's when hair turns white. The only part of the human body that doesn't get any nutrients from blood is the cornea of the eye. Instead, it's fed by tears and fluid in front of your eyes. A human eye has some resemblances to a car engine. They both need various liquids to perform properly. An engine needs gasoline and an eye needs tears. In order to work well, the tears should be thoroughly distributed all over the eye. That's why we blink up to 20,000 times a day. So, a lid is a bit of a windshield washer. We've got two really fast muscles. They control the eyelid closing. They're the fastest muscles in our body. Eyes are fragile and need protection. That's why when the reflex is triggered, these muscles shut the eyes within about 100 milliseconds. No more than 0.1 seconds. We recognize only purple-blue, green-yellow, and yellow-red colors. Everything else is a combination of these three. It's impossible to calculate how many of these combinations the human eye sees because every single person has slight vision differences. But it's about one millionth combinations on average, you see? 
The inability to distinguish colors, also known as color blindness, affects around 8% of males and 0.5% of females. But colors themselves aren't as stable and objective as they might seem. Multiple tests have shown that people experience colors differently, depending on many factors such as geographical location, language, and gender, to name a few. It means that you can enjoy the same sunset with your friend and see completely different colors without even knowing it. Just like fingerprints, your eye color is unique. It can even affect the way you perceive light and make your vision one of a kind. To understand how this is possible, you gotta figure out how the eye color is formed. This is the iris, the colored part of the eyeball. The iris contains pigmentation, and its content determines what eye color you have. Every human has a slightly different amount of pigmentation. That's why you won't find two people with identical eye colors. Three specific genes in your body are responsible for melanin levels and determine pigmentation. Blue and green-eyed people have less melanin in their iris, and those who have more melanin have darker eye colors, like brown and hazel. Some rare people have beautiful deep black eyes, but this is only an optical illusion caused by the abundance of melanin. Pure black iris doesn't exist in nature. Although these eyes look very dark, they're actually dark brown. Studies have proved that eye pigmentation impacts your vision. No matter how dark or light your eye color is, people with lighter eye colors are more sensitive to light, which may cause them to feel uncomfortable on sunny days. If you have a light eye color and have to squint when you go outside, don't forget to put on sunglasses. Your irises contain less pigment that serves as protection from the sun's rays. But since melanin acts like natural sunglasses, you have better night vision compared to dark-eyed people. On the contrary, if you have a darker eye color, your eyes can cope with bright light better during the daytime. Dark-eyed people should feel more confident while driving at night because they don't get blinded by car headlights that much. Your peripheral vision is almost completely black and white. It's because you have more color-detecting cones in the center of your retina than at the sides. Women can distinguish more colors than men because they have two X chromosomes. And men only have one. Even if something is wrong with one of the chromosomes, a woman can still see colors correctly. That's why women are rarely colorblind. There must be at least some photos where you have red eyes. When the camera flash goes off, your eyes aren't prepared for such an influx of light. Your pupils remain dilated, which is why the light gets reflected off the red blood cells of the choroid. This is a layer of tissue at the back of your eye that nourishes your retina. The weird-looking flies you see right in front of your eyes every now and then are eye floaters. You see them because of tiny structural imperfections in one particular part of the eye that gets in the way of light. They get worse with age. You spend 10% of the time when you're awake with your eyes closed. It's all those times you're blinking. Humans are capable of using echolocation like bats and dolphins. With some training, you can find your way in complete darkness analyzing the surroundings by sounds bouncing off objects. Don't need to practice that. About 6% of people can vibrate and rapidly shake their eyeballs back and forth. It doesn't mean something's not right with their eyes, it's just a unique trick they can perform.
The main purpose of eyelashes is to shield your eyes and protect them from sand, moisture, dust, and debris in the air. Your eyelashes sense when something comes up too close to your eyes, like an insect flying towards you, and trigger your blink reflex. Blinking also helps when you need to flush out some tiny particles or debris stuck in your puncta. Those are small openings you have in your eyelids. That's where the tears get pumped out. Your eyebrows stop sweat from running directly into your eyes. Your skin there and the shape of your bones also work together to direct the sweat towards the sides of your face. Onions produce a special chemical irritant. It stimulates special glands in your eyes, causing them to release tears. The nose is probably one of the most underappreciated parts of the body. We wouldn't even be able to enjoy eating without it. About 80% of the taste of any food is thanks to the nose and its ability to recognize odors. If you hold your nose while eating, you will taste almost nothing. With no sense of smell, you're likely to recognize food mostly by texture, so an onion might seem no different than a big, refreshing apple. Scientists used to believe we could distinguish about 10,000 smells, but they were wrong. Recent research showed that people are actually able to distinguish between more than a trillion smells. We also remember them better than anything else, and smells can even evoke some distant memories. Your nose doesn't just help you breathe and catch odors. It filters the air for sensitive throats and lungs. If we inhale dry air, the nose moistens it, cools it, and heats it if necessary. Also, the nose cleans the air of dirt. Your nostrils don't work with the same efficiency all the time. When you breathe, one nostril does most of the work, and they switch every couple of hours. 18% of people can move both ears at the same time, while 22% can move one ear at a time. People who can do it use weak vestigial muscles we got from our ancestor humans, who had this trait in common with cats. Some people can produce a roaring noise in their heads. All they have to do is tense their ears or jaws. There's a small muscle in the ear. It dampens loud sounds, like when you're chewing. But some people can flex that muscle and that creates an audible rumble. Your teeth are the only part of your body that cannot heal itself. Okay, look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, right in the eye. See that little fold of tissue in the inner corner of both of your eyes? Well, get ready for this. It was actually once a third eyelid or nictitating membrane. You can see it today in snakes or lizards, for example. The third eyelid was used for the same purpose as the other two, although it's unclear whether humans ever even had it fully grown. This membrane wasn't as thick as the two eyelids we have, and it could moisten the eye without obstructing the view. Right now, all we have left of it is this tiny fold in the corner of the eye, and most likely in the future, we will lose it altogether. And maybe we'll finally stop waking up with that yucky crust that forms in our eyes overnight. Now, while you're still in front of the mirror, look lower. Lower. And lower still. Yeah, those are your toes. Say hello and goodbye. Scientists believe that, in some more or less distant future, we'll get rid of our toes completely. Our ancestors, the ancient primates, needed toes to climb trees more efficiently. They used both their hands and feet to grab tree branches. 
You can see it today in most monkeys and apes. They have longer and more flexible toes, along with flappier feet that allow them to get a hang on branches. Their feet mobility also lets them grab objects from the ground if necessary. For us humans, even lifting a pen we dropped on the floor with our toes is a complex task. But not for our primate relatives. Humans have evolved along a different route. We started walking upright and climbed down from trees, making rigid feet and shorter toes more of a necessity over time. Today, we still use our toes for balance when rolling from the balls of our feet to the tips of the toes, but our balance is now much more centered. It first moved towards our inner feet, which resulted in our pinky toes becoming so tiny, and the big toes, well, so big. As the balance moves away from the toes entirely, though, they're more likely to get fused together in the future. Now, turn around and look at your gorgeous behind. If you've ever fallen off a skateboard or slipped on an icy patch, you must remember what a terrible thing it is to hit that tailbone on a hard surface. Luckily for us, scientists predict it's going to go away pretty soon in the course of evolution. A tailbone is a feature that was left to us by our primate ancestors, too. And, yet again, they needed their tails to achieve more mobility among tree branches, using them to fling themselves from tree to tree. It's hard to say when humans drop the tail to never pick it back up, but facts are facts. The only thing we have reminding us of those glorious tree-jumping days is the pretty useless bone at the lower end of our backs. Okay, back to the face now. Open your mouth and say, ah. If you're a lucky individual to have no wisdom teeth, then you can be proud knowing that you're a product of evolution going strong. As you might know, teeth are the only part of the human body that doesn't repair itself. So if you lost all your teeth back in the dark times with no dentists around, the only choice you had was to eat liquid food. Not cool. Dentists believe that nature gave us wisdom teeth as a replacement for old, worn-out teeth we've had since childhood. That's why they grow so late in our lives. Today, though, with all the progress dentistry has gone through, we tend to keep all or most of our teeth intact until a very old age. And even if we lose some, we can always replace them with new ones. That makes wisdom teeth a vestigial thing. And they seem to understand that, since more and more people never have to go through the ordeal of teething as grown-ups. Speaking of teeth, our entire jaw has been changing for the past, oh, 10,000 years, and is predicted to change even more quite soon. In fact, it's been the fastest changer of all our body parts. Back in the day, when early humans survived by hunting and gathering, they needed massive, powerful jaws and bigger teeth to chew through raw meat and grind plants. As they came to cooking and then farming, their food became less tough, and so their jaws became smaller to fit the current needs. As time went by, our jaws shrank more and more, and they're likely to continue doing so in the future. With lots of processed foods that don't need much chewing, humans of the future are probably going to have more delicate facial features with thin jaw lines and smooth cheekbones. Some body parts are not going away, but making a comeback instead. A hundred years ago, fabella, a tiny bone in the back of the knee, was only present in around 11% of people, and scientists thought it would disappear entirely pretty soon. 
But against all odds, the brave little bone has made it into the knees of a whopping 39% of modern people. It's still unknown why exactly the fabella returned. But the most popular opinion is that we've grown taller and heavier than our ancestors. That much is true. As our diet became better and more nutritious, we learned to live longer and grow taller. We're now probably at the peak of our evolutionary height. And the fabella might have appeared in our bodies to provide a smooth surface for the tendon behind the knee to slide on, reducing friction and lowering the chances of damage because of wear and tear. Speaking of becoming bigger, let's get you back to that mirror, shall we? Flex a little bit. Ooh, nice biceps there. But unfortunately, not as nice as your ancient ancestors were. Not everything about evolution is 100% good for us. It's just a set of features that adapted best. And that's the case with our muscles. They've grown smaller and weaker with time, especially in our upper bodies. In ancient times, humans needed big and strong muscles to do a lot of handiwork. From hunting and schlepping their catch home to crafting tools and building shelters. Later, it didn't grow easier. Much the opposite, in fact, plowing fields and building complex structures required a lot of physical strength and endurance. But as the technological progress started booming, physical capabilities gave way to brain power. And machines began doing a lot of work for us, most of it even better than us. We shifted more towards sedentary lifestyle, spending more and more time in front of computers. And our muscles have been growing steadily smaller because we simply don't need them as much anymore. It's highly likely that, as the progress goes further, we'll become much slenderer and have more trouble gaining muscle mass. Our brain is of particular interest because it's been changing in a kind of a strange pattern. Our distant ancestors had a rather small brain at first, but the close relatives of humans, the Neanderthals, obtained a larger brain than the average modern human has. In the course of evolution, human brain grew larger. But in the more recent centuries, it started shrinking, and no one knows exactly why. Some experts say it might have to do with the change of our lifestyle and social connections. Early humans, especially hunter-gatherers, had to remember every plant and animal they saw, their properties, and how to use this or that thing. They were more generalist having to learn everything their parents knew and find out more on their own. The modern human is more specialized in a certain area, delving deeper into some narrow subject while relying on their peers for the rest. Where ancient humans worked in groups in which anyone could potentially replace anyone else, we gather in teams where each member has their own specific task and is irreplaceable. Still, brain size doesn't seem to matter that much, because orcas and elephants, for example, have bigger brains than us, which doesn't make them more intelligent. Happier? <laughs> I'm guessing yes. And if we venture further into the unknown, meaning millennia from today, we might even develop some pretty unbelievable traits. Some go as far as to say that if the tendency for the sea levels to rise persists, humans might adapt to living in water. We might evolve to have webbed hands and feet to swim better and develop gills to be able to breathe underwater. 
Or, if we go into space and start colonizing other planets, we will inevitably have to adapt to their conditions. Mars, for instance, has lower gravity and a much colder climate. It will probably make humans taller and lighter, but also may cause them to grow much more body hair to keep warm. And planets with stronger gravity and higher temperatures will, on the contrary, turn humans into stocky, sturdy, and likely hairless creatures. The possibilities are endless. Hey, maybe due to social media, we'll just turn into little blobs with big eyes and thumbs and not much else. So much better for texting. Hmm, hope not. Most people are sure that humans only have five senses, but that's not entirely true. Taste, touch, smell, sight, and hearing aren't the only ones we have. Scientists claim that people have between 9 and 20 senses in total. These include thermoception, the sense of warmth, equilibrioception, the sense of balance. There's also the sense of time, although not everyone seems to have that last one. We used to think that there were just eight different blood types, but in reality, there are over 30 known blood group systems. Here on the bright side, our favorite blood group is B positive. Get it? For every pound of fat you gain, you generate one mile of new blood vessels to supply oxygen and nutrients to your body. Your stomach produces a new lining every six days to avoid digesting itself. Nerve cells transmit 1,000 nerve impulses a second. They travel between 1 and 268 miles per hour. Our DNA contains 100,000 viruses. Scientists have discovered one that goes back 100 million years. Your body emits visible light. You're the brightest at 4 p.m., and your glow is the least visible at 10 a.m. Unfortunately, this glowing is 1,000 times less intense than what your eyes can see. Sweat is mostly water mixed with proteins, sugars, ammonia, and a lot of other stuff. It even contains tiny amounts of trace metals like copper, zinc, nickel, iron, and so on. What makes sweat taste salty is the sodium it contains. Plus, the more salt you eat, the saltier your sweat is. Your body's trying to get rid of the excess, and the fastest way is to sweat it out. If you walked 2 miles per hour, you'd have to walk for 20 hours straight to lose 1 pound. And it would take you 518 days and 8 hours to circle the equator. Earwax isn't actually wax. It contains fat, skin cells, sweat, and dirt. Your brain gets three times bigger over the first year of life and reaches its full maturity when you're 25. 60% of it is fat. Your brain generates around 23 watts of electrical power, which is enough to run a small light bulb. Humans can't really multitask. Your brain can't perform more than one action at the same time. It switches between them, which doesn't save time as you might think but increases the possibility you'll do something wrong and makes the process longer. When you have an exam to take or you're at work trying to focus on an important task, try chewing gum. Research showed it can help you stay concentrated for longer on tasks that require your full attention. Studies even say that it's a better test aid than caffeine. There's nothing special in the gum, but the act of chewing wakes your brain up. The effect doesn't last long though, just for 20 minutes. Embryos develop fingerprints at three months. Your bones are four times harder than concrete. The strongest bone in your body is the femur. It can support up to 30 times the weight of a grown-up person. Even crazier is that our bones are made up of composite material, 
meaning they're both hard and elastic at the same time. Sunburn is the result of radiation exposure. When your body's natural defense mechanism gets overwhelmed trying to fight UV rays, a toxic reaction occurs that results in sunburn. Goosebumps are an evolutionary reflex left over from our ancestors. The release of adrenaline made their hair stand up, and they look scarier to approaching predators. Your body produces 1-3 to three pints of saliva every day. It helps you digest food and fights off infections. You also have a lot of bacteria in your mouth. Yeah, that's right. The average amount of bacteria in a person's mouth is almost the same as the number of people living on Earth. That's hard to digest. Each human has roughly 150,000 hairs on their head. Every strand grows around one half an inch per month. If we added the growth from each hair, it would measure the distance of 10 miles in just one year. Your hair is also a lot stronger than you think. A single strand can hold three ounces, which is the weight of an apple. If we combine the strength of all the hair on your head, it could support the weight of two elephants. Hey, let's try it. The beating sound your heart makes is the clap of valve leaflets opening and closing. Your heart doesn't replicate itself unless you have an injury. Your corneas are the only part of your body that don't get blood. They get oxygen directly through the air. When you're sitting or standing upright, it's easier for you to recall some positive memories that make you feel good. Some believe it's because sitting up with your back flat boosts blood flow and your brain gets more oxygen, which helps it function better. The man who has the deepest voice in the world, and that's definitely not me, can produce sounds that humans, including him, can't hear at all. But elephants can hear those sounds. Veins look blue because light has to go through layers of skin and fat to reach them. Your skin scatters a lot of the red portion of white light before it reflects the blood. This leaves only the blue light to bounce back to your eyes. A person who has anosmia is unable to detect smells. Phantosmia is the opposite condition, when someone smells an odor that isn't actually there. The human brain has 100 billion neurons. It's 73% water, and the same is true about the heart. That's why if your brain loses even 2% of its liquid, you start to feel tired. It also makes your memory worse, shortens your attention span, and puts a dampener on your mood. The earliest known person to have had blue eyes lived in the Stone Age, 7,000 years ago. Your right kidney is probably smaller and sits lower down than your left kidney to make room for your liver. By the way, your brain makes sure you don't drink too little or too much water. After you swallow some liquid, your mouth and throat start to fire signals to your brain, telling it to stop drinking. Otherwise, you'd keep gulping down water for the entire 10 to 60 minutes it takes the liquid to get to your cells. Your eyes can see something for a mere 13 milliseconds, and your brain will already process this image. The average blink lasts from 100 to 400 milliseconds. Even though the tongue isn't the strongest muscle in your body, it never gets tired. That's because of the way it's built. It's made up of eight interwoven muscles. The tongue is the only muscle with ends not connected to bone. Other muscles join two bones at both ends because that's how we pull and make a motion. There are around 700 different species of bacteria in your mouth. Over 6 billion of them live there. Your skin is your largest organ. It can cover the surface area of two bath towels. It accounts for around 16% of body weight and is around 22 square feet. If you typed 60 words per minute for 8 hours a day, 
It would take you 50 years to type the human genome. You get tired pretty quickly when you're out in the heat. This happens because your body is trying really hard to keep itself cool, which puts a lot of extra work on it. So you get exhausted and tired, even if you don't do anything physically demanding. Your body has 78 organs, but only 5 of them are essential for survival. The brain, liver, kidney, lungs, and heart. Oh, the phone's ringing. Must be something urgent. At 11 p.m. Only all the gadgets in the house are silent. It's your ears that are ringing. You can also hear some hissing, whistling, buzzing, and even roaring. But all this noise doesn't have an external source. That's why it's known as phantom sounds. They can occur in one or both ears, constantly or from time to time. They're usually most noticeable at night, when nothing distracts you. Women have more taste buds on the surface of their tongues than men do. That's one of the reasons why 35% of ladies and only 15% of guys are super tasters. Those are people who feel flavors more strongly than others. Left-handed people usually prefer to chew on the left side. And right-handed people, well, you guessed it, chew on the right. Even if your fingerprints are damaged, they'll grow back in the same unique pattern. When breathing, a single lung only uses 5% of the oxygen you've inhaled. Most people have 12 pairs of rib bones, which means 24 ribs in total. But some have 25. One in 200 people is born with the so-called cervical rib. It forms right above the first rib and grows at the base of a person's neck above the collarbone. A cervical rib can be located on the left, right, or both sides. You can have it without even knowing about it. This extra rib doesn't necessarily form completely. It can be just a thin strand of tissue fibers not even an x-ray can see. In most cases, it's really not a big deal, unless it starts putting pressure on nerves and blood vessels. You probably don't think that much when you're filling out a form and come across the eye color section. But it's not that simple for people who have this rare body feature called heterochromia. That's when a person has a difference in eye color. Complete heterochromia means you have two different colored eyes, like one blue and one brown eye. But there's also partial heterochromia. It means only a part of your iris is a different color from the rest. In the US, fewer than 200,000 people have it. Natural red hair is not as common as you might think. Only 2% of the world's population has it. There are eight genes responsible for it. Scientists used to link it with just one rare and recessive gene, MC1R, that you had to inherit in two versions from both of your parents. Then, they realized not every person with two red-haired versions got red hair. So, there have to be some other genes involved. Do you know which mm. eye color is super rare? Gray. Most people have either brown, blue, or hazel eyes. About 17% of people have blue eyes, but the odds of getting those and red hair at the same time are just around 0.17%. Less than 1% have gray eyes. If you have gray eyes, it's because of a low level of melanin in the front layer of your iris. There are just 43 people in the world that have this extremely rare body feature called golden blood. About 0.6% of Americans are AB negative, but this is still not the rarest type in the world. In 1961, scientists discovered there's an indigenous Australian with a specific blood type, the type that completely lacks certain antigens, RH. 
which means proteins or red blood cells. Those who have that exclusive type can donate to others with rare blood types, but can receive it only from one of those other 40-ish people who have it. That's why it's golden blood. It's worth its weight in gold. Another rare body feature is a small hole near the ear, pre-auricular pit. At first, it seems like some sort of a gill. Some scientists have a theory it could be some sort of evolutionary remains from times when we were aquatic creatures. This tiny hole is mostly present near one ear, not both. Some people have chimp-like feet. They're bendy, flexible, and adapted for climbing trees. Researchers at Boston University filmed 400 people walking barefoot and concluded that 1 in 13, or 8% of the participants, had this feature. Typically, the human foot is rigid. We've evolved that way so we can efficiently walk on even terrains. At least, that's something you could learn from textbooks. But other apes have flexible feet. This allows them to grasp branches as they move through the trees. The kind of foot that's similar to tree-dwelling apes is flexible at the middle. It bends at the ball of the foot and is halfway between the ball and the heel. Human feet normally have a joint at this point, but the majority of people have stiff ligaments that span the joint. That's how they keep it rigid. Those rare people with chimp-like feet have softer ligaments that allow their midfoot to bend. Try to move your middle finger or your pinky. It's hard to do without bending your ring finger, right? Well, that's how it works for most people. But there are some who can completely isolate their ring finger. Researchers believe it's hereditary. If you can touch your nose or chin with your tongue, it means you stand with around 5% of the world's population that can do that. Most people's tongues won't reach that far out, no matter how hard they try. Some women have super color vision. With this, you're able to see and distinguish colors thanks to special cells in your eyes called cones. People usually have three types of cones, but scientists are especially interested in tetrachromats. They believe these people have four types of cones. Thanks to that, they're able to see 100 million different colors. One research team from Newcastle University spent years searching for such people. Finally, in 2010, they found one of them. It sounds like a magic power at first, but it's not always fun. One tetrachromat said going to the grocery store can be a real nightmare because it's like seeing a trash pile of colors coming in at every angle. There are people born with a double row of eyelashes, a condition known as dystochiasis. That extra row emerges from the ducts of meibomian glands. One of the celebrity examples for such a rare genetic mutation was Elizabeth Taylor. Here's something you can try. Move your right foot off the ground. Go in a clockwise direction. Can you draw the number six with your big toe? No pencil or paper allowed, just your toe. The majority of people will soon notice they've started moving their foot in the opposite direction without even realizing it. This partially happens because the number features a counterclockwise circle. Only in some rare cases, when either the brain is wired in a different way or thanks to practicing, can some people do it the other way around. You've probably also heard that myth that it's not possible to sneeze with your eyes open. Well, it is. There are cranial nerves that link your eyes and your nose. That's the reason why, when sneezing, most people automatically close their eyes. But it's still possible to sneeze with your eyes open. And nope, your eyes won't pop out because of it. There are people who can make a roaring noise in their heads. All they have to do is tense their ears or jaws. We all have this small muscle in our ear 
the tensor tympani. Its role is to silence certain sounds that can really distract you. For example, when you're chewing. And some have the ability to flex that tiny muscle. That way, they create an audible rumble, like there's a small lion roaring inside their head. Can you bend your thumb backward? If so, you must have something called hitchhiker's thumb. It's a double-jointed thumb that allows them to bend it backwards. There's no risk in doing this, and it's not something very uncomfortable for them. It's possible thanks to distal joints within the thumb. In some cases, people can move only one thumb backward, while others can move both. There's a rare body feature that turns some people into super tasters. Genetics plays a role in many things, including our taste buds. Approximately 25% of the world's population is in the category of super tasters. Compared to regular tasters, they have more visible tiny dots on their tongue, called taste papillae. It makes them more sensitive to certain tastes, like those that are sweet, bitter, and salty. They have more pain receptors than average, which is why they're not that into spicy food. Also, they most likely won't eat that many vegetables, since the taste will be too bitter to them. Wisdom teeth used to be important once, and we don't quite need them anymore. But their absence is actually a pretty rare body feature. These days, when wisdom teeth, also known as third molars, try to break through the gums, in many cases, they run out of space. As a result, it can get overcrowded inside your mouth. So many people have to get rid of those extra teeth. About 5 million people every year, to be precise. Synesthesia is the phenomenon when a brain mixes up certain senses. So, a person with synesthesia is able to taste music or hear colors. People say Mozart had it. For instance, he'd see D major as a warm, orangey sound and B flat minor as blackish. This condition is rare. Approximately 1 in 2,000 people have it, and the majority of those are left-handed or women. Imagine you can recall what you were having for breakfast 15 years ago, like it was yesterday. Sure, you keep some special memories, but there are people that can recall everything that has happened to them till now, as clearly as they recall things from this morning. If you give them a certain date, they'll be able to tell you what they did and where they were in the slightest detail. It's called highly superior autobiographical memory, HSAM, or hyperthemesia, and only 60 people on the planet have it. You can't recall a memory all by itself. When you're trying to think of one detail, like the color of the t-shirt your friend was wearing the other week, you'll remember some other details too. For example, the place where you saw him, things you were talking about. The hippocampus is the part of your brain that stores memories. It usually packs them together, including multiple small details. On average, taste buds last 10 days. Clusters of sensory cells in your tongue. The buds that are closer to the surface are more short-lived. That's the reason you don't have to wait for too long to be able to taste again after burning your tongue. One theory says deja vu is some sort of a brain processing lag. Scientists think it might happen when your brain is transferring information from one side to the other, and there's a split-second delay in that process. That means that your brain gets the same information twice and processes it as the event that happened before. Only 30% of people can flare their nostrils, and one-third can bend their thumb backward. Some people can produce a roaring noise in their heads. All they have to do is tense their ears or jaws. There's a small muscle in the ear. It dampens loud sounds, like when you're chewing. 
but some people can flex that muscle, and that creates an audible rumble. Your fingertips are sensitive, but hundreds of times less so than your lips. You inhale lots of different types of debris, including 700,000 of your own skin flakes, and that's only in a day. A hypnic jerk is a twitch you can experience when falling asleep. It's an abrupt muscle movement that comes during the non-REM sleep phase. It can create an illusion of falling. One of the theories is that when you're dozing off, your brain sees the relaxing of your muscles as a sign you're in trouble and really falling. So it sends signals to the muscles to protect you by tensing up. Synesthesia is a special and rare ability where people can taste music or hear colors. Only one in every 2,000 people has it. For some people, cilantro may taste similar to soap because the plant contains a chemical used in soap making. But only 4 to 14% of the world's population have special genes that can detect it. 18% of people can move both ears at the same time, while 22% can move one ear at once. People who do it use weak vestigial muscles we got from the ancestor humans, who had this in common with cats. Bruises change their color over time. A bruise appears because there's bleeding under the skin. Tiny blood vessels get crushed, and some blood gets trapped in there. In the beginning, a bruise is red because the blood is rich in oxygen, but then it turns purple, green, yellow, or even gray when the levels of oxygen drop. Sweat doesn't smell itself. The unpleasant odor is caused by bacteria on your skin. When sweat comes out of the pores on your body, the bacteria breaks it down into acids. What most deodorants actually do is get rid of the bacteria on your skin. People used to dream in black and white much more than today. That's because they watched black and white TV. Blue cheese is another thing that affects your dreams and makes them more vivid. Eggshells might be used for growing new human bones. Chicken eggshells contain calcium carbonate, which is something you also have in your bones. The food on the plane is likely to taste different than on the ground. That's because you lose up to 30% of your taste bud sensitivity due to the dryness and pressure in the cabin. It's especially true about salty and sweet foods. Your nostrils don't work with the same efficiency all the time. When you breathe, one nostril does most of the work, and they switch every couple of hours. You wouldn't be able to taste food without saliva. Your taste buds have chemical receptors that recognize different flavors, but they need some liquid for those flavors to bind into their molecules. Also, you can't taste things saliva doesn't dissolve. The brain can't actually feel pain. It does have a pain center, but it doesn't have pain receptors itself. When your head hurts, you can feel it because of the nerves, tissues, and blood vessels around your brain. A single human hair can support 3.5 ounces of weight. That's how much two candy bars weigh. Toenails grow almost four times more slowly than fingernails that get more exposure and are used more frequently. There must be at least some photos where you have red eyes. When the camera's flash goes off, your eyes aren't prepared for such an influx of light. Your pupils remain dilated, which is why the light gets reflected off the red blood vessels of the choroid. This is a layer of tissue at the back of your eye that nourishes your retina. The right lung is bigger than the left one because your body needs to make some room for the heart. Your teeth are the only part of your body that can heal itself. The masseter is the strongest muscle you have, 
based on its weight. Together with the rest of the raw muscles, it can close your teeth with a force of 200 pounds on the molars and 55 pounds on the incisors. Onions produce a special chemical irritant. It stimulates special glands in your eyes, causing them to release tears. Your nose can memorize up to 50,000 different scents and detect more than one trillion of odors. We all have our unique smell, except for identical twins. This smell is partly determined by genetics, but it also depends on your diet, hygiene, and the environment. Eating snow is not the best way to stay hydrated. Your body needs too much energy to turn it into water. Snow can provide a bit of hydration, but it'll also lower the temperature of your body, which isn't the best scenario if you're trying to survive harsh winter conditions. You burn somewhere between 100 and 200 calories per hour while standing. Sitting burns 60 to 130 calories, depending on your height, weight, gender, and age. Brain freeze is an annoying ice cream headache. That's how your brain tells you to slow down and maybe stop eating something that's so cold. The main purpose of eyelashes is to shield your eyes and protect them from sand, moisture, dust, and debris in the air. Your eyelashes sense when something comes up too close to your eyes, like an insect flying toward you, and trigger your blink reflex. Blinking also helps when you need to flush out some tiny particles or debris stuck in your puncta. Those are small openings you have in your eyelids. That's where the tears get pumped out. Your eyebrows stop sweat from running directly into your eyes. Your skin there and the shape of your bones also work together to direct the sweat toward the sides of your face. We're not the fastest, strongest, or biggest in the animal kingdom, but we're the best at long-distance running. That's because we have long legs, and our bodies can lose excess heat through sweating. Even long ago, our ancestors hunted animals by chasing them for long periods of time. Eventually, it wore smaller creatures out. Five basic senses are taste, touch, sight, sound, and smell. But people have more senses than that. Proprioception is when your body is aware of its parts and their position, even if you don't see them. Like if your arm is behind your back, you know it's there. If you were an octopus, you wouldn't know it, because these creatures don't know their arms exist if they can't see them. Thermoception is your ability to sense temperature. Equilibrioception is a sense of balance. You also have nociception, which means you can feel pain. Then there's chronoception. That's how you can sense time passing by. There are even more senses found in the animal kingdom. Electroreception and magnetoreception, but people don't have those. You can't see your taste buds. Those little bumps on the tongue are lingual papillae. There are four kinds of them. Circumvallate, foliate, fungiform, filiform. They are all covered with taste buds, except for the last one, filiform. This one is responsible for the sense of touch in your tongue. Your pinky holds 50% of the total strength in your hand. Your liver is a very important organ that works a lot and is responsible for 500 individual functions. Up to 10% of it is made of fat. The liver can regenerate. You can burn calories when you take a hot bath as many as you would if you took a half-hour walk. People mostly need seven minutes to fall asleep. This time gets shorter if you've just had a large, tasty meal. On average, the heart is as big as your fist. It beats 115,000 times and pumps around 2,000 gallons of blood a day. 
Now, what do you call a person who can write with either hand equally well? How can you reach with your tongue into your nose from inside? And why would you even want to do that? See further if you have a real superpower. About a third of all people can raise one eyebrow, left or right. It's a great way to send a playful signal to someone while telling a joke. But the ability to raise both eyebrows separately is much rarer. If you're not among them, that's because you cannot yet control and move the corresponding muscles. But this skill can be developed. Stand in front of a mirror, hold one eyebrow with your hand, and lift the other one up and down. And then do the same with the other eyebrow. This will help you learn moving them separately. Can you sit down on the floor and get back without the help of your hands or knees? This simple challenge is called the sitting-rising test. Clever name. Although scientists argue whether this test is trustworthy in telling anything about your health, you can still use it to check whether your muscles and heart are strong enough. If you're unable to get off the floor without the support of your hands or knees, maybe it's time to return to the gym. Now stretch out your hand and place a ring on the crook of your elbow, then rotate your palm. If the ring didn't fall, you're a rare person. Some say only 2% of people can do that, but that's arguable. If you can lick your elbow easily or touch your thumb to your forearm, congratulations! You're among the minority of people. But some people bring flexibility to the next level. This condition is called hypermobility. It allows rare individuals to twist their bodies into weird positions, just like a snake putting their head between their feet, doing a back bridge, and all sorts of splits. But in some cases, hypermobility can increase sensitivity. Because such people have a larger medulla, this brain area is responsible for processing emotions. Now, 90% of people are right-handed, and only 10% are left-handed. Yes, that adds up. But there's also a very small percentage of those who can use both hands equally well, including writing, drawing, and doing any tasks. Naturally, ambidextrous people account for only 1% of the entire population, which is about 70 million people. If you want to check whether you're one of them, try to write the same phrase with both hands, or draw a circle first with your right and then with your left hand. If there's no difference, congrats! By the way, these exercises are very good for balancing the hemispheres of the brain, regardless of which hand is your working one. Mirror writing is another good way to awaken your neurons. Wake up, wake up. Leonardo da Vinci used to write down his thoughts in a journal from right to left. The actual purpose of his mirror writings is still unknown, but some people suggest that he just tried to prevent smudging the ink because he was left-handed. Creating a mirrored text is not an easy task for most people. Now, most people depend on weather forecasts and have to adjust their outfits depending on the season to avoid catching a cold. But not everyone. Lucky ones have learned to keep their bodies warm in any frost. These fearless heroes can walk in the cold wearing only swimming trunks and feel cozy. They can stand in the snow barefoot and even swim in a river or an ice hole. Usually, this talent doesn't come naturally. People temper their bodies for years until they get used to withstand extreme cold. Of course, they don't do it just to look cool or feel cool. Health benefits from this procedure include better blood circulation, increased concentration, and an overall sense of well-being. And how many seconds can you stand barefoot in the snow? Not many. Okay, stretch out your palms in front of you. Squeeze together all of your fingers except your thumb. Now spread the index and middle fingers and a ring finger with the little finger in different directions. Success? If so, you'd probably make a wonderful musician because the nerves in your palms are well-developed. 
Do you feel ticklish when you tickle yourself? Now, normally you wouldn't unless someone else tickles you. It happens because the cerebellum area of the brain, which monitors movements, predicts the sensations caused by your own movements. Then it sends a signal to other parts of the nervous system to cancel these sensations. But some rare individuals can actually feel ticklish on their own. If you're not among them, touching a new texture that the brain doesn't yet recognize or using a scalp massager can help to excite your nerves and bring relaxation. Okay, grab a sheet of paper and something to write with and sit on a chair. Stretch one leg and rotate your foot clockwise. Try to draw the number 6 on the paper or in the ear while still rotating your foot. This task is so much struggle because the left area of your brain can't handle two opposite rotations at the same time. That's why the brain tries to bring all movements in the same direction. Only a few people can manage it from the first attempt. You can also try to write other numbers and watch the funny results. Seems like the foot has no problem only with zero. If you want to check out the work of your vestibular system, try this simple trick. Stand on one foot and close your eyes. Most people lose balance at least during the first attempt. Your vestibular system includes many organs and systems throughout the body. Together, they allow your body to stay in balance in different positions. This system includes the inner ear and vision, which is why keeping balance is much easier in silence while your eyes are open. Every day, people use their tongue to recognize different tastes and communicate with each other. But it's also a great tool for a bunch of tricks. Around 10% of people can touch the tip of their nose with their tongue. The current title of the world's longest tongue belongs to Nick Stobel from the USA. His tongue measures 3.97 inches, according to Guinness World Records. There's also another contender whose name is in the Indian Book of Records for the tongue measuring a whopping 10.8 inches. Wow, imagine what he can do to an ice cream cone. But the average adult male tongue is only about 3.3 inches long, and the average female tongue is 3.1 inches. That's why most people can't perform the nose trick that easily. Okay, tying a cherry stem in a knot is a popular party challenge, but only a few people can do it right and quickly. Al Glinetsky set the world Guinness record in June 2014 when he made 14 cherry stem knots in one minute using only his tongue. Wow! If you want to try to beat his record, practice with patience and pick longer stems around an inch and a half long. Plenty of tutorials on this topic at your service. Stand in front of a mirror, open your mouth, and try to roll the sides of your tongue up towards each other to make a U-shape. About 65-81% to of people are natural tongue rollers, and the majority are women. Some believe it's a genetic capability, but recent studies show that people can actually develop this skill by practicing. Kitri mudra is a term from yoga that means curling the tip of your tongue back into the mouth. Ideally, it should reach above the soft palate and rest in the beginning of the nasal cavity. This asana helps refresh the mind and body and overcome thirst, hunger, and anxiety. Some say it also helps to become a professional lucid dreamer if you acquire a habit to fall asleep with Kitri Mudra every night. But most yoga beginners spend months and even years to reach into the nasal cavity. And if you can do it right away, you're the lucky one. Can you wiggle your ears intentionally? Congratulations! Around 22% of people on the Earth are capable of wiggling one ear. As for moving both ears at once, only 18% can do that. Ear wiggling used to be a common thing for our distant ancestors. Scientists believe they could perform a variety of movements with their ears. 
The group of muscles responsible for wiggling is called the auriculars, and we mostly don't need it today. But some people claim that everyone can learn to move their ears. It only takes time and practice. Unfortunately, we still cannot acquire this classy habit of twitching an ear toward a sound source as dogs and cats do. Humans have tails. Okay, that sounds weird, I know, but it's true. While our bodies are still forming in the womb, at around day 31 to 35, you can really start to see it. Right now, you have a tail. It's inside you. It's part of your coccyx, to be more precise. If you were to have an x-ray right now and ask the doctor to show you your tail, you'd see some small bony segments at the bottom of your spine. We lost our tails over many millennia of evolution. Imagine if we still had our tails. They'd have to redesign pants. Maybe they'd have a special hole or even a tail pocket. Sitting might be a bit uncomfortable too, to say the least. Our ancestors also had fur. We lost it about 1.2 million years ago. You might be thinking that we still have fur in the form of our body hair. But that's nothing compared to what we used to have. We were thickly furred like chimpanzees and gorillas are now because we needed it to stay warm. You might be annoyed that we lost it if you live somewhere freezing cold like Alaska. Still, you could look at it the other way. Losing our fur lets us enjoy the warm weather a bit more. Living in larger groups meant we shared stuff, and not all of it was positive. It's possible that humans with less hair or fur would get sick less often because they didn't have as many parasites on them, like lice or ticks. This might be the reason why we evolved to lose our fur and become what you see today. Although, I have to admit, more body warmth would come in very handy right now. I wouldn't need to keep this blanket on my legs anymore. Oh, not again. Let me just grab a cup of water to make these hiccups go away. Ah, much better. Okay, in reality, it's not that easy to stop hiccuping. But why is it so hard to stop them? Well, it could be because of a strange feature of a past evolution. One theory is that hiccups have no real use anymore, and that we actually only do it because we come from amphibians. They had both lungs and gills at the same time. When they went underwater, the entryway or glottis to their lungs would close. Fast forward to today, and we still have that mechanism of closing the glottis. But it's useless because we don't live in the water. Wow, how unfair. If we have to get frustrated by hiccups, we should at least be able to get some use out of it. Picture this. You start getting the hiccups, and it's like a superpower. You stop breathing through your lungs and start using some gills. That'd be something else, especially for anyone who really likes swimming. Most of our teeth fit pretty much perfectly in our mouth, but there are four of them who arrive late to the party and ruin everything. I'm talking about wisdom teeth. They serve no real purpose, but humans and a few primates have them. However, lucky species like the tamarins don't have to worry about them. About 35% of people don't even have wisdom teeth. We might be on our way to losing them altogether once and for all. No more going to the dentist on a mission to remove them. No more headaches from them either. In Ireland, there are a lot of people with red hair. Like, really a lot. Upwards of 30%. That's a lot of redheads out there. This is a result of genetic drift. Genetic drift is when a feature is passed on from your ancestors without really having any purpose. This is exactly why some people have red hair. So, if you have red hair, there's no real reason for it. It's just your ancestors from a past age who passed on to another member of your family and eventually you. And I think red hair is incredibly fun and attractive. Inside our mother's womb, 16 weeks in, we get a powerful urge to grasp the umbilical. And so we do. Monkeys do this too, and there's a reason for it. 
It's because when they're out in the wild, they need to hold on to their parents' fur. Humans used to do this, but since we lost all of our fur, there's no reason for us to develop this involuntary grasping called the Palmar grasp reflex. Open wide and say, ah, good, I can see your tonsils now. But what are they even used for? If we take a good look at it, they actually cause more problems than benefits. Tonsils appeared as a way to protect us from germs and other nasty stuff when we eat food. Still, more often than not, all they do is give us a horrible sore throat. Because of this, it's really common for people to get rid of them. Picture a little pouch. We have one of these inside our body. Eh, Not exactly like this, but an organ that sort of resembles a pouch, our appendix. Scientists used to think it was completely useless, but recently found that it might actually have some use. Still, like tonsils, it often causes more problems than benefits. People commonly have their appendix removed and face no real consequences, so it can't be that important. It might have helped our ancestors in the past, but issues with the appendix can be a real big stomachache. Okay, you know how some people can weirdly move their ears? Like this. I can't do it. You might be able to, though. Try it for yourself. Some of us can do this because, like other animals, we have a muscle called the auricular muscle, but it's useless for us. Cats, on the other hand, control their ears pretty well. If only we could learn from them. They look forwards and listen out for a noise behind them without moving their heads, just their ears. That's a pretty cool skill if you ask me. Stretch your arm as far as you can, your hand too. Now connect your thumb with your pinky finger. You might see a line appear on your wrist. What you're seeing is called the palmus longus, and about 90% of the world's population has it. Statistically speaking, it's likely that you have it too. Back then, our ancestors needed every bit of help they could get to climb trees and grasp things. But when we started walking, it made these muscles completely useless. Monkeys, on the other hand, still climb trees easily. They have a muscle in their feet called the plantaris muscle, also known as the monkey muscle. Now, we have this too, except we don't really need it because we don't go around doing any monkey business. Like the palmaris longus, about 10% of people are born with it. Chances are, if monkeys are hanging from a branch, that's the muscle they're using. If you're getting that late-night urge for food at 3 a.m., it's because of hunger. You probably already knew that, but what you don't know is that hunger evolved as a trigger to drive us to search for more food. So, if you still got a few extra pounds you're trying to get rid of, you know what to do. Blame it on evolution! Our hungriest ancestors would have tried harder to look for food and survived to pass that trait on to us. Our love of sugary snacks, like delicious chocolate cookies and milk, is because of evolution too. Our taste buds evolved just as hunger did to help us find food that's beneficial to us. You're out for a walk and get hit with a chilly breeze. You're only wearing a t-shirt, so you decide to go back home. You get into your house with chattering teeth and realize that you've got goosebumps too. We get this from our furry ancestors. When it was cold, they would get goosebumps and their fur would stand on end. This would trap air and insulate their bodies like a nice fluffy coat. We don't have fur anymore, so it doesn't do much. Evolution also explains why you might get goosebumps when you're scared. Picture this, you're a caveman out in the wild when suddenly a tiger jumps out at you. It starts growling at you. No worries, your hair stands on end and you look giant. The big pointy fur intimidates the tiger so it runs off. Or you have the alternative ending, where the tiger doesn't care and eats you anyway. Maybe that's why we lost the fur, because it didn't work all the time. 
we don't actually need five toes. You're doing the laundry and your hands are full. Oh, you dropped a towel. What do you do? You pick it up with your feet, of course. This is possible because of our fifth toe, but we could do without it. Since we walk upright and we don't need to go around jumping from branch to branch, this toe is mostly useless. We can walk and even run just fine with four toes, maybe even less. So who knows? Maybe in the future, humans will only have four toes on each foot. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. The 28-year-old patient shows up at the hospital with distressing symptoms. He explained to the doctors that he felt really bad chest discomfort and had been coughing badly for quite some time. The medical staff knew right away there was no time to waste, so he was scheduled for an x-ray. Weirdly, there was nothing unusual about the x-ray results. The patient just had a mass in his lungs that they needed to remove as soon as possible. Sure, it wasn't the best news for the man, but it was certainly nothing the doctors hadn't seen before. But that first opinion changed on the day of the surgery. Not only was the whole operation more difficult than they had initially expected, but the mass they removed from the patient had an unusual shape. When the probe was sent for further investigation, the doctors were puzzled. It was a small fir tree. The doctors that had participated in the operation thought that the man must have inhaled a seed which settled inside the man's lungs. After the seed grew into a sapling, its little needles started to damage the tissue surrounding it, which resulted in chest discomfort and coughing. As the story gained more popularity, scientists weighed in on the mysterious story, and they weren't so quick to accept it, saying it was most likely made up. On one hand, most plants need a lot of sunlight to grow, which isn't available in a human lung. More so, if it were that simple, we'd all have things growing in our bodies. Small seeds aren't that hard to swallow or inhale, right? This wasn't the only story about plants growing in a human lung that baffled scientists. In 2010, a man from Massachusetts was hospitalized after his lung collapsed. Again, this didn't seem to take doctors by surprise, as unfortunate as it was, because the patient already had a history of respiratory issues. Nevertheless, they discovered a mass inside the man's lung and removed it immediately. What they found was equally as surprising as the fir tree, a small pea plant. Only this time, doctors suggested that the man probably had peas for dinner. But that one simply went the wrong way and didn't end up in his stomach as it should have. Once it reached his lungs, the small pea got comfortable and began sprouting leaves. The truth is a bit more complex in this case, but it does make it more plausible. Turns out that the piece that was removed from the man's lung was only about half an inch long, something that small doesn't qualify as a full-grown plant. But the seed was able to grow, though. That's because a pea seed can sprout even without light. It naturally does that underground. The seed doesn't need to have any light at this point because the tiny seed has enough energy stored inside to help it grow to the level of the soil where it gets the sunlight it needs to continue. Because of their relationship with the sun, plants are called autotrophs, or organisms that use exposure to light to feed themselves. A lot of us think that plants get their daily menu from the soil we place them in, but that's not feeding them. Plants need sunlight, water, and the gases in the air to produce glucose, the substance they use for food. 
This whole process is called photosynthesis and is performed by all plants, algae, and even a bunch of microorganisms, like the purple sulfur bacteria. Now back to our unfortunate human patient. While it's true that the pea seed might have germinated since it had sufficient moisture in there to survive, it didn't grow into a full-sized plant. It would have needed sunlight for that so that photosynthesis could begin. That's not to say it wasn't damaging or dangerous. A lot of other emergency room doctors have similar stories too, like this one coming from some doctors in Essex, whose patient initially seemed to have lost her dentures. The woman was elderly and already had memory problems and they initially didn't give this mistake much thought. That wasn't until the woman was later discovered to have some other problems with her lungs too. It didn't take them long to connect the dots and figure out that the woman's upper dentures weren't all lost. They were just inside her body. The woman had swallowed them but didn't realize and they got stuck at the bottom of her throat, also causing her respiratory problems. Not all such mishaps happened by accident. Another man in the UK wanted to offer his fiance the engagement ring of her dreams, but it didn't fit his budget. So he came up with what he believed to be a clever plan. He went to the jewelry parlor and patiently waited for the jeweler to shift his focus from the ring for a split second. As soon as that happened, he swallowed the ring. The jeweler wasn't easily tricked and called the police. Once under the metal detectors, the man could only confess. The crafty romantic was escorted to a cell where he was expected to um, pass the ring back to its rightful owner. It's not the only reason people were caught swallowing jewelry. A woman once came up to the emergency doctor complaining about stomach pains. There was nothing bizarre about her. On the contrary, she was a middle-aged woman, both fashionable and tidy. Her physical exam didn't reveal anything suspicious about her. But the x-ray they had to make sure did. As they were looking at the images, the doctors were perplexed. A whole lot of jewelry was stuck inside the woman's stomach and intestines. The medical staff obviously questioned her about how the objects got there, and her response was even more outrageous. She said she wanted to keep her jewelry safe from her husband, which she claimed had a bit of a habit of gifting her jewelry to other women. Nice guy. One other doctor remembered having a patient with a bottle cap stuck in his throat. The problem is, he didn't even notice he had a strange object stuck inside of him. It was simply discovered at a routine checkup. Fortunately, no surgery was needed to fish this one out. Doctors managed to get it out using a small medical net. They were curious how this man managed to get a bottle cap stuck in his throat and not even know it. His response was simple. He did remember drinking water some days prior, but he couldn't find the cap. He brushed the whole thing off and went on with his day. Other times, naughty things we do when we were young can come back to haunt us years later. A 30-year-old woman surely learned this lesson the hard way when she ended up in the emergency room with a stuffy nose. No medicine seemed to help, so she knew she had to get it examined by a professional. Once the doctors had a look, they realized she had some inflamed tissue up her nose and something that resembled a foreign object. It also looked like that object had been there for quite some time. They couldn't figure out what it was, so she was immediately taken to the operating room. What the surgeons removed was then taken to be further investigated, and it turned out to be some sort of material resembling paper. 
After they questioned her, the woman did remember having stuffed some paper in her nose when she was little, but was just as surprised as the doctors that the small piece had stayed there up her nose for over 20 years. Some extractions of foreign objects are more complicated than others. A kid ended up at the emergency room after he stuffed his brother's plastic construction toy up his nose. As the doctors were trying to carefully remove it, the kid coughed, and the toy went down his throat and into his stomach. Both the doctors and the kid's family patiently waited for the boy to pass the toy out to the final destination. That's probably because the kid wanted to give it back to his brother. But it's probably okay for the kid to keep it. Hey, can you speak up? I just ate an entire pizza. That's because after eating a hearty meal, our hearing tends to be a bit less sharp. During digestion, most of our bloodstream is directed toward the stomach, which takes away a bit from all the other organs. So, next time you want to go listen to your favorite band at a live concert, make sure to eat a lighter meal to keep your ears pitch perfect. On top of our stomach and left kidney, we have a magical organ that can grow back if we remove a part of it. Our liver can regenerate itself by making new cells called heptocytes. They begin to multiply once the liver is damaged. The seriousness of that damage defines if it can regenerate completely and the amount of time it takes to do so. Ever wondered what's worse for your body? No sleep or no food? Turns out, the lack of sleep is more dangerous. That's because if you don't rest, your body becomes exposed to a lot more risks. After 24 hours without any shut-eye, you can start to have memory problems and find it difficult to concentrate. At just 17 hours without sleep, you start to feel tired and groggy, irritable, tense, and more emotional. I need a nap. Your pain receptors also become more sensitive, which means everything hurts a bit more than it should. Oh, and it also affects your hearing, too. What? On the other hand, you can be well into your 24-hour period with no food before your body realizes you've stopped eating. In the first 8 hours, you just keep digesting the last meals you had. After those first hours, you start to use stored fats for energy. Not eating for more than 24 hours means that your body will start eating away at its own protein, which means you literally start to lose muscle. Rainwater isn't always safe to drink. It can sometimes hold harmful bacteria and viruses. Also, in heavily polluted locations, it may even meet other harmful materials. Some communities out there do depend solely on rainwater as their primary source of hydration. But does rainwater have any other health benefits? Not really, according to current studies. Some of those risky substances may be removed from rainwater if you boil it. But it's best to stick to the safer side and only drink water from sources that are 100% safe for human consumption. Now, we produce sweat mostly to regulate our body temperature and for some added moisture, like the one we need in the palms of our hands for a better grip. But sweat doesn't just show up on our skin. It comes out of around 5 million pores on our bodies. We're literally stepping on a quarter of our bones each day. We have just over 200 bones in our body, but about a quarter of those are in a very small surprising area, our feet. Since we have 26 bones in each foot, we end up with literally 52 in both. Now, our eyes produce tears for many reasons. 
like protecting themselves from infection or clearing up debris, such as smoke and dust, or when your baby done you wrong. But the number of tears we produce is quite surprising – up to 30 gallons per year. That's almost enough to fill a bathtub. Wow, that is heartbreaking. Our blood pressure wakes up hours before we do. That's because in the morning, the body produces a bunch of hormones like adrenaline and noradrenaline. They help give us the energy boost we need during our morning hours, but they also increase our blood pressure, which is usually higher between 6 a.m. and noon. During the night, since we should technically sleep and perform no physical activity, our blood pressure drops down by up to 20%. Speaking of our vital fluid, our blood accounts for about 10% of our total body weight. We tend to think of our body weight as being mostly made up of muscles, fat stores, and bones. But there's a lot more to it. In a fit adult person, bones make up 15% of the total body weight. About 40-45% to is left to muscles, about 15% to fat deposits, and the rest are stuff like skin, tendons, hair, and other yucky things. Let's see. That adds up to… yep, 100%. Your lungs aren't twins. They're siblings. That's because they aren't the same size or shape. Your right lung is bigger and tends to weigh more. And your heart is to blame for it, since your ticker tilts to the left a little bit. This creates a small indentation in the left lung called the cardiac impression, which is also what funny heart doctors do at comedy clubs. The right lung may be bigger, but it's a bit shorter since it needs to make room for the liver. Doesn't your house have a liver room? Many of your body measurements are quite symmetrical in surprising ways. If you were to stretch out both of your arms, your wingspan, and measure it, it should show how tall you are. Based on these similar measurements, specialists can even produce theories about what ancient humans used to look like. Looks like we've evolved to be increasingly symmetrical to appear more attractive and healthier to attract mates. Hmm. More so, since we've evolved to also walk on two legs, our symmetrical features help us to move around with the least amount of energy because it creates balance. Now, humans aren't natural champions when it comes to the scent of smell, that's for sure. But our noses can pick up about 1 trillion different scents. Scientists are still performing research on this subject and believe the number may be even higher. Some dog breeds may be able to notice scents somewhere between 10,000 and 100,000 times better than we do, but turns out the best nose in the animal kingdom may be attributed to the elephant because of its staggering number and type of olfactory receptor genes, over 10,000, while humans and chimpanzees have less than 400. We tend to look at our pinkies as our most delicate fingers, but we do have more power in them than we think. Turns out that, should our pinky finger be lost or affected, the overall strength of our grip may decrease by up to 33%. The liquid in our stomach, made of hydrochloric acid, potassium chloride, and sodium chloride, is way more powerful than any acidic food you can think of, like lemons, pineapples, or tomatoes. The pH of healthy stomach acid should be between 1 and 3. So if you think about it, it's just below that of battery acid. Our hair strands are strong too. So strong that research is performed on them to duplicate their resistance into human-made materials. A healthy head of hair should be able to withstand up to 26,000 pounds. 
It's due to a little protein in the hair strand called keratin, which you can also find in your nails and skin. Now, only about one-third of us humans have perfect vision. There are a lot more glasses and contacts out there than you'd think, making up about 66%. Apart from different eye conditions, our vision also gets worse with age. When we're born, our heads amount to one-quarter of our total length. By the time we reach 25, our head will only be one-eighth of it. That's because our heads won't change their size a lot as we grow older, as opposed to the rest of our body, mostly when it comes to the legs and torso. Our brains are these super-powerful computers, and a single human brain cell can hold five times as much information as the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. Maybe you remember that. We've yet to pinpoint the exact amount of data it can support, but in electronic terms, the storage capacity of the brain is around 2,500 terabytes. For comparison, the National Archives of Britain, which keeps over 900 years of history, only takes up 70 terabytes. It's probably the reason our brains need the most amount of oxygen compared to other organs. About 20% of the total oxygen that enters the bloodstream And that's despite the fact that it makes up only 2% of our body mass. Our normal activities, plus the effect of gravity, make the cartilage in our ankles, knees, hips, back, and neck slowly compress. Once you rest overnight, the cartilage goes back to normal. On average, you are somewhere around 0.4 inches taller in the morning than you are later at night. And that's why they call me Stretch. Almost all of our body is covered with hairs, even if we don't notice them. They grow even in the belly button. Their purpose is to catch lint. Check it out, see? A single human hair can support 3.5 ounces of weight. That's how much two candy bars weigh. Our hair color is easily explained by genes. There's not more than 2% of people with natural red hair. They're followed by blondes, and by all the varieties of brown shades. The vast majority goes to black hair, including very dark brown. Yeah, your hair can stop growing at a certain length. A hair usually grows from 2 to 7, so usually it doesn't exceed 42 inches. Well, tell that to this gal from China, who broke all the hair records with the longest hair ever. In 2004, her hair was 18 feet, 5 and a half inches long. With age, your hair loses its natural color. It happens because keratin receives less pigment. As people grow older, the pigment cells in their hair follicles gradually vanish, and hair becomes gray. Some time passes and no pigment is produced at all. That's when hair turns white. The only part of the human body that doesn't get any nutrients from blood is the cornea of the eye. Instead, it's fed by tears and fluid in front of your eyes. A human eye has some resemblances to a car engine. They both need various liquids to perform properly. An engine needs gasoline and an eye needs tears. In order to work well, the tears should be thoroughly distributed all over the eye. That's why we blink up to 20,000 times a day. So, a lid is a bit of a windshield washer. We've got two really fast muscles. They control the eyelid closing. They're the fastest muscles in our body. Eyes are fragile and need protection. That's why when the reflex is triggered, these muscles shut the eyes within about 100 milliseconds. No more than 0.1 seconds. 
we recognize only purple-blue, green-yellow, and yellow-red colors. Everything else is a combination of these three. It's impossible to calculate how many of these combinations the human eye sees because every single person has slight vision differences. But it's about one millionth combinations on average, you see? The inability to distinguish colors, also known as color blindness, affects around 8% of males and 0.5% of females. But colors themselves aren't as stable and objective as they might seem. Multiple tests have shown that people experience colors differently, depending on many factors such as geographical location, language, and gender, to name a few. It means that you can enjoy the same sunset with your friend and see completely different colors without even knowing it. Just like fingerprints, your eye color is unique. It can even affect the way you perceive light and make your vision one of a kind. To understand how this is possible, you gotta figure out how the eye color is formed. This is the iris, the colored part of the eyeball. The iris contains pigmentation, and its content determines what eye color you have. Every human has a slightly different amount of pigmentation. That's why you won't find two people with identical eye colors. Three specific genes in your body are responsible for melanin levels and determine pigmentation. Blue and green-eyed people have less melanin in their iris, and those who have more melanin have darker eye colors, like brown and hazel. Some rare people have beautiful deep black eyes, but this is only an optical illusion caused by the abundance of melanin. Pure black iris doesn't exist in nature. Although these eyes look very dark, they're actually dark brown. Studies have proved that eye pigmentation impacts your vision. No matter how dark or light your eye color is, people with lighter eye colors are more sensitive to light, which may cause them to feel uncomfortable on sunny days. If you have a light eye color and have to squint when you go outside, don't forget to put on sunglasses. Your irises contain less pigment that serves as protection from the sun's rays. But since melanin acts like natural sunglasses, you have better night vision compared to dark-eyed people. On the contrary, if you have a darker eye color, your eyes can cope with bright light better during the daytime. Dark-eyed people should feel more confident while driving at night because they don't get blinded by car headlights that much. Your peripheral vision is almost completely black and white. It's because you have more color-detecting cones in the center of your retina than at the sides. Women can distinguish more colors than men because they have two X chromosomes. And men only have one. Even if something is wrong with one of the chromosomes, a woman can still see colors correctly. That's why women are rarely colorblind. There must be at least some photos where you have red eyes. When the camera flash goes off, your eyes aren't prepared for such an influx of light. Your pupils remain dilated, which is why the light gets reflected off the red blood cells of the choroid. This is a layer of tissue at the back of your eye that nourishes your retina. The weird-looking flies you see right in front of your eyes every now and then are eye floaters. You see them because of tiny structural imperfections in one particular part of the eye that gets in the way of light. They get worse with age. You spend 10% of the time when you're awake with your eyes closed. It's all those times you're blinking. 
humans are capable of using echolocation like bats and dolphins. With some training, you can find your way in complete darkness analyzing the surroundings by sounds bouncing off objects. Don't need to practice that. About 6% of people can vibrate and rapidly shake their eyeballs back and forth. It doesn't mean something's not right with their eyes, it's just a unique trick they can perform. The main purpose of eyelashes is to shield your eyes and protect them from sand, moisture, dust, and debris in the air. Your eyelashes sense when something comes up too close to your eyes, like an insect flying towards you, and trigger your blink reflex. Blinking also helps when you need to flush out some tiny particles or debris stuck in your puncta. Those are small openings you have in your eyelids. That's where the tears get pumped out. Your eyebrows stop sweat from running directly into your eyes. Your skin there and the shape of your bones also work together to direct the sweat towards the sides of your face. Onions produce a special chemical irritant. It stimulates special glands in your eyes, causing them to release tears. The nose is probably one of the most underappreciated parts of the body. We wouldn't even be able to enjoy eating without it. About 80% of the taste of any food is thanks to the nose and its ability to recognize odors. If you hold your nose while eating, you will taste almost nothing. With no sense of smell, you're likely to recognize food mostly by texture, so an onion might seem no different than a big, refreshing apple. Scientists used to believe we could distinguish about 10,000 smells, but they were wrong. Recent research showed that people are actually able to distinguish between more than a trillion smells. We also remember them better than anything else. And smells can even evoke some distant memories. Your nose doesn't just help you breathe and catch odors. It filters the air for sensitive throats and lungs. If we inhale dry air, the nose moistens it, cools it, and heats it if necessary. Also, the nose cleans the air of dirt. Your nostrils don't work with the same efficiency all the time. When you breathe, one nostril does most of the work, and they switch every couple of hours. 18% of people can move both ears at the same time, while 22% can move one ear at a time. People who can do it use weak vestigial muscles we got from our ancestor humans, who had this trait in common with cats. Some people can produce a roaring noise in their heads, all they have to do is tense their ears or jaws. There's a small muscle in the ear. It dampens loud sounds, like when you're chewing. But some people can flex that muscle, and that creates an audible rumble. Your teeth are the only part of your body that cannot heal itself. Okay, look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, right in the eye. See that little fold of tissue in the inner corner of both of your eyes? Well, get ready for this. It was actually once a third eyelid, or nictitating membrane. You can see it today in snakes or lizards, for example. The third eyelid was used for the same purpose as the other two, although it's unclear whether humans ever even had it fully grown. This membrane wasn't as thick as the two eyelids we have, and it could moisten the eye without obstructing the view. Right now, all we have left of it is this tiny fold in the corner of the eye, and most likely in the future, we will lose it altogether. And maybe we'll finally stop waking up with that yucky crust that forms in our eyes overnight. Now, while you're still in front of the mirror, look lower. Lower. 
and lower still. Yeah, those are your toes. Say hello and goodbye. Scientists believe that, in some more or less distant future, we'll get rid of our toes completely. Our ancestors, the ancient primates, needed toes to climb trees more efficiently. They used both their hands and feet to grab tree branches. You can see it today in most monkeys and apes. They have longer and more flexible toes, along with flappier feet that allow them to get a hang on branches. Their feet mobility also lets them grab objects from the ground if necessary. For us humans, even lifting a pen we dropped on the floor with our toes is a complex task, but not for our primate relatives. Humans have evolved along a different route. We started walking upright and climbed down from trees, making rigid feet and shorter toes more of a necessity over time. Today, we still use our toes for balance when rolling from the balls of our feet to the tips of the toes, but our balance is now much more centered. It first moved towards our inner feet, which resulted in our pinky toes becoming so tiny, and the big toes, well, so big. As the balance moves away from the toes entirely, though, they're more likely to get fused together in the future. Now, turn around and look at your gorgeous behind. If you've ever fallen off a skateboard or slipped on an icy patch, you must remember what a terrible thing it is to hit that tailbone on a hard surface. Luckily for us, scientists predict it's going to go away pretty soon in the course of evolution. A tailbone is a feature that was left to us by our primate ancestors, too. And, yet again, they needed their tails to achieve more mobility among tree branches, using them to fling themselves from tree to tree. It's hard to say when humans drop the tail to never pick it back up, but facts are facts. The only thing we have reminding us of those glorious tree-jumping days is the pretty useless bone at the lower end of our backs. Okay, back to the face now. Open your mouth and say, ah. If you're a lucky individual to have no wisdom teeth, then you can be proud knowing that you're a product of evolution going strong. As you might know, teeth are the only part of the human body that doesn't repair itself. So if you lost all your teeth back in the dark times with no dentists around, The only choice you had was to eat liquid food. Not cool. Dentists believe that nature gave us wisdom teeth as a replacement for old, worn-out teeth we've had since childhood. That's why they grow so late in our lives. Today, though, with all the progress dentistry has gone through, we tend to keep all or most of our teeth intact until a very old age. And even if we lose some, we can always replace them with new ones. That makes wisdom teeth a vestigial thing. And they seem to understand that, since more and more people never have to go through the ordeal of teething as grown-ups. Speaking of teeth, our entire jaw has been changing for the past, oh, 10,000 years, and is predicted to change even more quite soon. In fact, it's been the fastest changer of all our body parts. Back in the day, when early humans survived by hunting and gathering, They needed massive, powerful jaws and bigger teeth to chew through raw meat and grind plants. As they came to cooking and then farming, their food became less tough, and so their jaws became smaller to fit the current needs. As time went by, our jaws shrank more and more, and they're likely to continue doing so in the future. With lots of processed foods that don't need much chewing, 
humans of the future are probably going to have more delicate facial features with thin jaw lines and smooth cheekbones. Some body parts are not going away, but making a comeback instead. A hundred years ago, fabella, a tiny bone in the back of the knee, was only present in around 11% of people, and scientists thought it would disappear entirely pretty soon. But, against all odds, the brave little bone has made it into the knees of a whopping 39% of modern people. It's still unknown why exactly the fabella returned. But the most popular opinion is that we've grown taller and heavier than our ancestors. That much is true. As our diet became better and more nutritious, we learned to live longer and grow taller. We're now probably at the peak of our evolutionary height. And the fabella might have appeared in our bodies to provide a smooth surface for the tendon behind the knee to slide on, reducing friction and lowering the chances of damage because of wear and tear. Speaking of becoming bigger, let's get you back to that mirror, shall we? Flex a little bit. Ooh, nice biceps there. But unfortunately, not as nice as your ancient ancestors were. Not everything about evolution is 100% good for us. It's just a set of features that adapted best. And that's the case with our muscles. They've grown smaller and weaker with time, especially in our upper bodies. In ancient times, humans needed big and strong muscles to do a lot of handiwork. From hunting and schlepping their catch home to crafting tools and building shelters. Later, it didn't grow easier. Much the opposite, in fact, plowing fields and building complex structures required a lot of physical strength and endurance. But as the technological progress started booming, physical capabilities gave way to brain power. And machines began doing a lot of work for us, most of it even better than us. We shifted more towards sedentary lifestyle, spending more and more time in front of computers. And our muscles have been growing steadily smaller because we simply don't need them as much anymore. It's highly likely that, as the progress goes further, we'll become much slenderer and have more trouble gaining muscle mass. Our brain is of particular interest because it's been changing in a kind of a strange pattern. Our distant ancestors had a rather small brain at first, but the close relatives of humans, the Neanderthals, obtained a larger brain than the average modern human has. In the course of evolution, human brain grew larger. But in the more recent centuries, it started shrinking, and no one knows exactly why. Some experts say it might have to do with the change of our lifestyle and social connections. Early humans, especially hunter-gatherers, had to remember every plant and animal they saw, their properties, and how to use this or that thing. They were more generalist having to learn everything their parents knew and find out more on their own. The modern human is more specialized in a certain area, delving deeper into some narrow subject while relying on their peers for the rest. Where ancient humans worked in groups in which anyone could potentially replace anyone else, we gather in teams where each member has their own specific task and is irreplaceable. Still, brain size doesn't seem to matter that much, because orcas and elephants, for example, have bigger brains than us, which doesn't make them more intelligent. Happier? I'm guessing yes. And if we venture further into the unknown, meaning millennia from today, 
we might even develop some pretty unbelievable traits. Some go as far as to say that if the tendency for the sea levels to rise persists, humans might adapt to living in water. We might evolve to have webbed hands and feet to swim better and develop gills to be able to breathe underwater. Or, if we go into space and start colonizing other planets, we will inevitably have to adapt to their conditions. Mars, for instance, has lower gravity and a much colder climate. It will probably make humans taller and lighter, but also may cause them to grow much more body hair to keep warm. And planets with stronger gravity and higher temperatures will, on the contrary, turn humans into stocky, sturdy, and likely hairless creatures. The possibilities are endless. Hey, maybe due to social media, we'll just turn into little blobs with big eyes and thumbs and not much else. So much better for texting. Hmm, hope not. Most people are sure that humans only have five senses, but that's not entirely true. Taste, touch, smell, sight, and hearing aren't the only ones we have. Scientists claim that people have between 9 and 20 senses in total. These include thermoception, the sense of warmth, equilibrioception, the sense of balance. There's also the sense of time, although not everyone seems to have that last one. We used to think that there were just eight different blood types, but in reality, there are over 30 known blood group systems. Here on the bright side, our favorite blood group is B positive. Get it? For every pound of fat you gain, you generate one mile of new blood vessels to supply oxygen and nutrients to your body. Your stomach produces a new lining every six days to avoid digesting itself. Nerve cells transmit 1,000 nerve impulses a second. They travel between 1 and 268 miles per hour. Our DNA contains 100,000 viruses. Scientists have discovered one that goes back 100 million years. Your body emits visible light. You're the brightest at 4 p.m., and your glow is the least visible at 10 a.m. Unfortunately, this glowing is 1,000 times less intense than what your eyes can see. Sweat is mostly water mixed with proteins, sugars, ammonia, and a lot of other stuff. It even contains tiny amounts of trace metals like copper, zinc, nickel, iron, and so on. What makes sweat taste salty is the sodium it contains. Plus, the more salt you eat, the saltier your sweat is. Your body's trying to get rid of the excess, and the fastest way is to sweat it out. If you walked 2 miles per hour, you'd have to walk for 20 hours straight to lose 1 pound. And it would take you 518 days and 8 hours to circle the equator. Earwax isn't actually wax. It contains fat, skin cells, sweat, and dirt. Your brain gets three times bigger over the first year of life and reaches its full maturity when you're 25. 60% of it is fat. Your brain generates around 23 watts of electrical power, which is enough to run a small light bulb. Humans can't really multitask. Your brain can't perform more than one action at the same time. It switches between them, which doesn't save time as you might think, but increases the possibility you'll do something wrong and makes the process longer. When you have an exam to take, or you're at work trying to focus on an important task, try chewing gum. Research showed it can help you stay concentrated for longer on tasks that require your full attention. Studies even say that it's a better test aid than caffeine. There's nothing special in the gum, but the act of chewing wakes your brain up. 
The effect doesn't last long though, just for 20 minutes. Embryos develop fingerprints at 3 months. Your bones are 4 times harder than concrete. The strongest bone in your body is the femur. It can support up to 30 times the weight of a grown-up person. Even crazier is that our bones are made up of composite material, meaning they're both hard and elastic at the same time. Sunburn is the result of radiation exposure. When your body's natural defense mechanism gets overwhelmed trying to fight UV rays, a toxic reaction occurs that results in sunburn. Goosebumps are an evolutionary reflex left over from our ancestors. The release of adrenaline made their hair stand up, and they look scarier to approaching predators. Your body produces 1 to 3 pints of saliva every day. It helps you digest food and fights off infections. You also have a lot of bacteria in your mouth. Yeah, that's right. The average amount of bacteria in a person's mouth is almost the same as the number of people living on Earth. That's hard to digest. Each human has roughly 150,000 hairs on their head. Every strand grows around one half an inch per month. If we added the growth from each hair, it would measure the distance of 10 miles in just one year. Your hair is also a lot stronger than you think. A single strand can hold three ounces, which is the weight of an apple. If we combine the strength of all the hair on your head, it could support the weight of two elephants. Hey, let's try it. The beating sound your heart makes is the clap of valve leaflets opening and closing. Your heart doesn't replicate its cells unless you have an injury. Your corneas are the only part of your body that don't get blood. They get oxygen directly through the air. When you're sitting or standing upright, it's easier for you to recall some positive memories that make you feel good. Some believe it's because sitting up with your back flat boosts blood flow and your brain gets more oxygen, which helps it function better. The man who has the deepest voice in the world, and that's definitely not me, can produce sounds that humans, including him, can't hear at all. But elephants can hear those sounds. Veins look blue because light has to go through layers of skin and fat to reach them. Your skin scatters a lot of the red portion of white light before it reflects the blood. This leaves only the blue light to bounce back to your eyes. A person who has anosmia is unable to detect smells. Phantosmia is the opposite condition, when someone smells an odor that isn't actually there. The human brain has 100 billion neurons. It's 73% water, and the same is true about the heart. That's why if your brain loses even 2% of its liquid, you start to feel tired. It also makes your memory worse, shortens your attention span, and puts a dampener on your mood. The earliest known person to have had blue eyes lived in the Stone Age, 7,000 years ago. Your right kidney is probably smaller and sits lower down than your left kidney to make room for your liver. By the way, your brain makes sure you don't drink too little or too much water. After you swallow some liquid, your mouth and throat start to fire signals to your brain, telling it to stop drinking. Otherwise, you'd keep gulping down water for the entire 10 to 60 minutes it takes the liquid to get to your cells. Your eyes can see something for a mere 13 milliseconds, and your brain will already process this image. The average blink lasts from 100 to 400 milliseconds. Even though the tongue isn't the strongest muscle in your body, it never gets tired. That's because of the way it's built. It's made up of eight interwoven muscles. The tongue is the only muscle with ends not connected to bone. Other muscles join two bones at both ends because that's how we pull and make a motion. 
There are around 700 different species of bacteria in your mouth. Over 6 billion of them live there. Your skin is your largest organ. It can cover the surface area of two bath towels. It accounts for around 16% of body weight and is around 22 square feet. If you typed 60 words per minute for 8 hours a day, it would take you 50 years to type the human genome. You get tired pretty quickly when you're out in the heat. This happens because your body is trying really hard to keep itself cool, which puts a lot of extra work on it. So you get exhausted and tired, even if you don't do anything physically demanding. Your body has 78 organs, but only 5 of them are essential for survival. The brain, liver, kidney, lungs, and heart. Oh, the phone's ringing. Must be something urgent. At 11 p.m. Only, all the gadgets in the house are silent. It's your ears that are ringing. You can also hear some hissing, whistling, buzzing, and even roaring. But all this noise doesn't have an external source. That's why it's known as phantom sounds. They can occur in one or both ears, constantly or from time to time. They're usually most noticeable at night, when nothing distracts you. Women have more taste buds on the surface of their tongues than men do. That's one of the reasons why 35% of ladies and only 15% of guys are super tasters. Those are people who feel flavors more strongly than others. Left-handed people usually prefer to chew on the left side. And right-handed people, well, you guessed it, chew on the right. Even if your fingerprints are damaged, they'll grow back in the same unique pattern. When breathing, a single lung only uses 5% of the oxygen you've inhaled. Most people have 12 pairs of rib bones, which means 24 ribs in total. But some have 25. One in 200 people is born with the so-called cervical rib. It forms right above the first rib and grows at the base of a person's neck above the collarbone. A cervical rib can be located on the left, right, or both sides. You can have it without even knowing about it. This extra rib doesn't necessarily form completely. It can be just a thin strand of tissue fibers not even an x-ray can see. In most cases, it's really not a big deal, unless it starts putting pressure on nerves and blood vessels. You probably don't think that much when you're filling out a form and come across the eye color section. But it's not that simple for people who have this rare body feature called heterochromia. That's when a person has a difference in eye color. Complete heterochromia means you have two different colored eyes, like one blue and one brown eye. But there's also partial heterochromia. It means only a part of your iris is a different color from the rest. In the US, fewer than 200,000 people have it. Natural red hair is not as common as you might think. Only 2% of the world's population has it. There are eight genes responsible for it. Scientists used to link it with just one rare and recessive gene, MC1R, that you had to inherit in two versions from both of your parents. Then, they realized not every person with two red-haired versions got red hair. So, there have to be some other genes involved. Do you know which mm. eye color is super rare? Gray. Most people have either brown, blue, or hazel eyes. About 17% of people have blue eyes, but the odds of getting those and red hair at the same time are just around 0.17%. Less than 1% have gray eyes. If you have gray eyes, it's because of a low level of melanin in the front layer of your iris. 
there are just 43 people in the world that have this extremely rare body feature called golden blood. About 0.6% of Americans are AB negative, but this is still not the rarest type in the world. In 1961, scientists discovered there's an indigenous Australian with a specific blood type, the type that completely lacks certain antigens, RH, which means proteins or red blood cells. Those who have that exclusive type can donate to others with rare blood types, but can receive it only from one of those other 40-ish people who have it. That's why it's golden blood. It's worth its weight in gold. Another rare body feature is a small hole near the ear, pre-auricular pit. At first, it seems like some sort of a gill. Some scientists have a theory it could be some sort of evolutionary remains from times when we were aquatic creatures. This tiny hole is mostly present near one ear, not both. Some people have chimp-like feet. They're bendy, flexible, and adapted for climbing trees. Researchers at Boston University filmed 400 people walking barefoot and concluded that 1 in 13, or 8% of the participants, had this feature. Typically, the human foot is rigid. We've evolved that way so we can efficiently walk on even terrains. At least, that's something you could learn from textbooks. But other apes have flexible feet. This allows them to grasp branches as they move through the trees. The kind of foot that's similar to tree-dwelling apes is flexible at the middle. It bends at the ball of the foot and is halfway between the ball and the heel. Human feet normally have a joint at this point, but the majority of people have stiff ligaments that span the joint. That's how they keep it rigid. Those rare people with chimp-like feet have softer ligaments that allow their midfoot to bend. Try to move your middle finger or your pinky. It's hard to do without bending your ring finger, right? Well, that's how it works for most people. But there are some who can completely isolate their ring finger. Researchers believe it's hereditary. If you can touch your nose or chin with your tongue, it means you stand with around 5% of the world's population that can do that. Most people's tongues won't reach that far out, no matter how hard they try. Some women have super color vision. With this, you're able to see and distinguish colors thanks to special cells in your eyes called cones. People usually have three types of cones, but scientists are especially interested in tetrachromats. They believe these people have four types of cones. Thanks to that, they're able to see 100 million different colors. One research team from Newcastle University spent years searching for such people. Finally, in 2010, they found one of them. It sounds like a magic power at first, but it's not always fun. One tetrachromat said going to the grocery store can be a real nightmare because it's like seeing a trash pile of colors coming in at every angle. There are people born with a double row of eyelashes, a condition known as dystochiasis. That extra row emerges from the ducts of meibomian glands. One of the celebrity examples for such a rare genetic mutation was Elizabeth Taylor. Here's something you can try. Move your right foot off the ground. Go in a clockwise direction. Can you draw the number six with your big toe? No pencil or paper allowed, just your toe. The majority of people will soon notice they've started moving their foot in the opposite direction without even realizing it. This partially happens because the number features a counterclockwise circle. Only in some rare cases, when either the brain is wired in a different way or thanks to practicing, can some people do it the other way around. You've probably also heard that myth that it's not possible to sneeze with your eyes open. 
Well, it is. There are cranial nerves that link your eyes and your nose. That's the reason why, when sneezing, most people automatically close their eyes. But it's still possible to sneeze with your eyes open. And nope, your eyes won't pop out because of it. There are people who can make a roaring noise in their heads. All they have to do is tense their ears or jaws. We all have this small muscle in our ear, the tensor tympani. Its role is to silence certain sounds that can really distract you. For example, when you're chewing. And some have the ability to flex that tiny muscle. That way, they create an audible rumble, like there's a small lion roaring inside their head. Can you bend your thumb backward? If so, you must have something called hitchhiker's thumb. It's a double-jointed thumb that allows them to bend it backwards. There's no risk in doing this, and it's not something very uncomfortable for them. It's possible thanks to distal joints within the thumb. In some cases, people can move only one thumb backward, while others can move both. There's a rare body feature that turns some people into super tasters. Genetics plays a role in many things, including our taste buds. Approximately 25% of the world's population is in the category of super tasters. Compared to regular tasters, they have more visible tiny dots on their tongue, called taste papillae. It makes them more sensitive to certain tastes, like those that are sweet, bitter, and salty. They have more pain receptors than average, which is why they're not that into spicy food. Also, they most likely won't eat that many vegetables, since the taste will be too bitter to them. Wisdom teeth used to be important once, and we don't quite need them anymore. But their absence is actually a pretty rare body feature. These days, when wisdom teeth, also known as third molars, try to break through the gums, in many cases, they run out of space. As a result, it can get overcrowded inside your mouth. So many people have to get rid of those extra teeth. About 5 million people every year, to be precise. Synesthesia is the phenomenon when a brain mixes up certain senses. So, a person with synesthesia is able to taste music or hear colors. People say Mozart had it. For instance, he'd see D major as a warm, orangey sound and B flat minor as blackish. This condition is rare. Approximately 1 in 2,000 people have it, and the majority of those are left-handed or women. Imagine you can recall what you were having for breakfast 15 years ago, like it was yesterday. Sure, you keep some special memories, but there are people that can recall everything that has happened to them till now, as clearly as they recall things from this morning. If you give them a certain date, they'll be able to tell you what they did and where they were in the slightest detail. It's called Highly Superior Autobiographical Memory, HSAM, or Hyperthemesia, and only 60 people on the planet have it. You can't recall a memory all by itself. When you're trying to think of one detail, like the color of the t-shirt your friend was wearing the other week, you'll remember some other details too. For example, the place where you saw him, things you were talking about. The hippocampus is the part of your brain that stores memories. It usually packs them together, including multiple small details. On average, taste buds last 10 days. Clusters of sensory cells in your tongue. The buds that are closer to the surface are more short-lived, that's the reason you don't have to wait for too long to be able to taste again after burning your tongue. One theory says deja vu is some sort of a brain processing lag. Scientists think it might happen when your brain is transferring information from one side to the other, and there's a split-second delay in that process. 
That means that your brain gets the same information twice and processes it as the event that happened before. Only 30% of people can flare their nostrils, and one-third can bend their thumb backward. Some people can produce a roaring noise in their heads. All they have to do is tense their ears or jaws. There's a small muscle in the ear. It dampens loud sounds, like when you're chewing. But some people can flex that muscle, and that creates an audible rumble. Your fingertips are sensitive, but hundreds of times less so than your lips. You inhale lots of different types of debris, including 700,000 of your own skin flakes, and that's only in a day. A hypnic jerk is a twitch you can experience when falling asleep. It's an abrupt muscle movement that comes during the non-REM sleep phase. It can create an illusion of falling. One of the theories is that, when you're dozing off, your brain sees the relaxing of your muscles as a sign you're in trouble and really falling so it sends signals to the muscles to protect you by tensing up. Synesthesia is a special and rare ability where people can taste music or hear colors. Only one in every 2,000 people has it. For some people, cilantro may taste similar to soap because the plant contains a chemical used in soap making. But only 4 to 14% of the world's population have special genes that can detect it. 18% of people can move both ears at the same time, while 22% can move one ear at once. People who do it use weak vestigial muscles we got from the ancestor humans, who had this in common with cats. <coughs> Bruises change their color over time. A bruise appears because there's bleeding under the skin. Tiny blood vessels get crushed, and some blood gets trapped in there. In the beginning, a bruise is red because the blood is rich in oxygen. But then, it turns purple, green, yellow, or even gray when the levels of oxygen drop. Sweat doesn't smell itself. The unpleasant odor is caused by bacteria on your skin. When sweat comes out of the pores on your body, the bacteria breaks it down into acids. What most deodorants actually do is get rid of the bacteria on your skin. People used to dream in black and white much more than today. That's because they watched black and white TV. Blue cheese is another thing that affects your dreams and makes them more vivid. Eggshells might be used for growing new human bones. Chicken eggshells contain calcium carbonate, which is something you also have in your bones. The food on a plane is likely to taste different than on the ground. That's because you lose up to 30% of your taste bud sensitivity due to the dryness and pressure in the cabin. It's especially true about salty and sweet foods. Your nostrils don't work with the same efficiency all the time. When you breathe, one nostril does most of the work, and they switch every couple of hours. You wouldn't be able to taste food without saliva. Your taste buds have chemo receptors that recognize different flavors, but they need some liquid for those flavors to bind into their molecules. Also, you can't taste things saliva doesn't dissolve. The brain can't actually feel pain. It does have a pain center but it doesn't have pain receptors itself. When your head hurts, you can feel it because of the nerves, tissues, and blood vessels around your brain. A single human hair can support 3.5 ounces of weight. That's how much two candy bars weigh. Toenails grow almost four times more slowly than fingernails that get more exposure and are used more frequently. There must be at least some photos where you have red eyes. When the camera's flash goes off, 
Your eyes aren't prepared for such an influx of light. Your pupils remain dilated, which is why the light gets reflected off the red blood vessels of the choroid. This is a layer of tissue at the back of your eye that nourishes your retina. The right lung is bigger than the left one because your body needs to make some room for the heart. Your teeth are the only part of your body that can heal itself. The masseter is the strongest muscle you have, based on its weight. Together with the rest of the raw muscles, it can close your teeth with a force of 200 pounds on the molars and 55 pounds on the incisors. Onions produce a special chemical irritant. It stimulates special glands in your eyes, causing them to release tears. Your nose can memorize up to 50,000 different scents and detect more than one trillion of odors. We all have our unique smell, except for identical twins. This smell is partly determined by genetics, but it also depends on your diet, hygiene, and the environment. Eating snow is not the best way to stay hydrated. Your body needs too much energy to turn it into water. Snow can provide a bit of hydration, but it'll also lower the temperature of your body, which isn't the best scenario if you're trying to survive harsh winter conditions. You burn somewhere between 100 and 200 calories per hour while standing. Sitting burns 60 to 130 calories, depending on your height, weight, gender, and age. Brain freeze is an annoying ice cream headache. That's how your brain tells you to slow down and maybe stop eating something that's so cold. The main purpose of eyelashes is to shield your eyes and protect them from sand, moisture, dust, and debris in the air. Your eyelashes sense when something comes up too close to your eyes, like an insect flying toward you, and trigger your blink reflex. Blinking also helps when you need to flush out some tiny particles or debris stuck in your puncta. Those are small openings you have in your eyelids. That's where the tears get pumped out. Your eyebrows stop sweat from running directly into your eyes. Your skin there and the shape of your bones also work together to direct the sweat toward the sides of your face. We're not the fastest, strongest, or biggest in the animal kingdom, but we're the best at long distance running. That's because we have long legs and our bodies can lose excess heat through sweating. Even long ago, our ancestors hunted animals by chasing them for long periods of time. Eventually, it wore smaller creatures out. Five basic senses are taste, touch, sight, sound, and smell. But people have more senses than that. Proprioception is when your body is aware of its parts and their position, even if you don't see them. Like if your arm is behind your back, you know it's there. If you were an octopus, you wouldn't know it because these creatures don't know their arms exist if they can't see them. Thermoception is your ability to sense temperature. Equilibrioception is a sense of balance. You also have nociception, which means you can feel pain. Then there's chronoception. That's how you can sense time passing by. There are even more senses found in the animal kingdom. Electroreception and magnetoreception, but people don't have those. You can't see your taste buds. Those little bumps on the tongue are lingual papillae. There are four kinds of them. Circumvallate, foliate, fungiform, filiform. They are all covered with taste buds, except for the last one, filiform. This one is responsible for the sense of touch in your tongue. Your pinky holds 50% of the total strength in your hand. Your liver is a very important organ that works a lot and is responsible for 500 individual functions. Up to 10% of it is made of fat, 
the liver, can regenerate. You can burn calories when you take a hot bath, as many as you would if you took a half-hour walk. People mostly need seven minutes to fall asleep. This time gets shorter if you've just had a large, tasty meal. On average, the heart is as big as your fist. It beats 115,000 times and pumps around 2,000 gallons of blood a day. Now, what do you call a person who can write with either hand equally well? How can you reach with your tongue into your nose from inside? And why would you even want to do that? See further if you have a real superpower. About a third of all people can raise one eyebrow, left or right. It's a great way to send a playful signal to someone while telling a joke. But the ability to raise both eyebrows separately is much rarer. If you're not among them, that's because you cannot yet control and move the corresponding muscles. But this skill can be developed. Stand in front of a mirror, hold one eyebrow with your hand, and lift the other one up and down. And then do the same with the other eyebrow. This will help you learn moving them separately. Can you sit down on the floor and get back without the help of your hands or knees? This simple challenge is called the sitting-rising test. Clever name. Although scientists argue whether this test is trustworthy in telling anything about your health, you can still use it to check whether your muscles and heart are strong enough. If you're unable to get off the floor without the support of your hands or knees, maybe it's time to return to the gym. Now stretch out your hand and place a ring on the crook of your elbow, then rotate your palm. If the ring didn't fall, you're a rare person. Some say only 2% of people can do that, but that's arguable. If you can lick your elbow easily or touch your thumb to your forearm, congratulations! You're among the minority of people. But some people bring flexibility to the next level. This condition is called hypermobility. It allows rare individuals to twist their bodies into weird positions just like a snake, putting their head between their feet, doing a back bridge, and all sorts of splits. But in some cases, hypermobility can increase sensitivity because such people have a larger medulla. This brain area is responsible for processing emotions. Now, 90% of people are right-handed, and only 10% are left-handed. Yes, that adds up. But there's also a very small percentage of those who can use both hands equally well, including writing, drawing, and doing any tasks. Naturally, ambidextrous people account for only 1% of the entire population, which is about 70 million people. If you want to check whether you're one of them, Try to write the same phrase with both hands, or draw a circle first with your right and then with your left hand. If there's no difference, congrats! By the way, these exercises are very good for balancing the hemispheres of the brain, regardless of which hand is your working one. Mirror writing is another good way to awaken your neurons. Wake up, wake up! Leonardo da Vinci used to write down his thoughts in a journal from right to left. The actual purpose of his mirror writings is still unknown, but some people suggest that he just tried to prevent smudging the ink because he was left-handed. Creating a mirrored text is not an easy task for most people. Now, most people depend on weather forecasts and have to adjust their outfits depending on the season to avoid catching a cold. But not everyone! Lucky ones have learned to keep their bodies warm in any frost. These fearless heroes can walk in the cold wearing only swimming trunks and feel cozy. They can stand in the snow barefoot and even swim in a river or an ice hole. Usually, this talent doesn't come naturally. People temper their bodies for years until they get used to withstand extreme cold. Of course, they don't do it just to look cool or feel cool. 
health benefits from this procedure include better blood circulation, increased concentration, and an overall sense of well-being. And how many seconds can you stand barefoot in the snow? Not many. Okay, stretch out your palms in front of you. Squeeze together all of your fingers except your thumb. Now spread the index and middle fingers and a ring finger with the little finger in different directions. Success? If so, you'd probably make a wonderful musician because the nerves in your palms are well-developed. Do you feel ticklish when you tickle yourself? Now, normally you wouldn't unless someone else tickles you. It happens because the cerebellum area of the brain, which monitors movements, predicts the sensations caused by your own movements. Then it sends a signal to other parts of the nervous system to cancel these sensations. But some rare individuals can actually feel ticklish on their own. If you're not among them, touching a new texture that the brain doesn't yet recognize or using a scalp massager can help to excite your nerves and bring relaxation. Okay, grab a sheet of paper and something to write with and sit on a chair. Stretch one leg and rotate your foot clockwise. Try to draw the number 6 on the paper or in the ear while still rotating your foot. This task is so much struggle because the left area of your brain can't handle two opposite rotations at the same time. That's why the brain tries to bring all movements in the same direction. Only a few people can manage it from the first attempt. You can also try to write other numbers and watch the funny results. Seems like the foot has no problem only with zero. If you want to check out the work of your vestibular system, try this simple trick. Stand on one foot and close your eyes. Most people lose balance at least during the first attempt. Your vestibular system includes many organs and systems throughout the body. Together, they allow your body to stay in balance in different positions. This system includes the inner ear and vision, which is why keeping balance is much easier in silence while your eyes are open. Every day, people use their tongue to recognize different tastes and communicate with each other. But it's also a great tool for a bunch of tricks. Around 10% of people can touch the tip of their nose with their tongue. The current title of the world's longest tongue belongs to Nick Stobel from the USA. His tongue measures 3.97 inches, according to Guinness World Records. There's also another contender whose name is in the Indian Book of Records for the tongue measuring a whopping 10.8 inches. Wow, imagine what he can do to an ice cream cone. But the average adult male tongue is only about 3.3 inches long, and the average female tongue is 3.1 inches. That's why most people can't perform the nose trick that easily. Okay, tying a cherry stem in a knot is a popular party challenge, but only a few people can do it right and quickly. Al Glinaetsky set the world Guinness record in June 2014 when he made 14 cherry stem knots in one minute using only his tongue. Wow! If you want to try to beat his record, practice with patience and pick longer stems around an inch and a half long. Plenty of tutorials on this topic at your service. Stand in front of a mirror, open your mouth, and try to roll the sides of your tongue up towards each other to make a U-shape. About 65-81% to of people are natural tongue rollers, and the majority are women. Some believe it's a genetic capability, but recent studies show that people can actually develop this skill by practicing. Kitri mudra is a term from yoga that means curling the tip of your tongue back into the mouth. Ideally, it should reach above the soft palate and rest in the beginning of the nasal cavity. This asana helps refresh the mind and body and overcome thirst, hunger, and anxiety. Some say it also helps to become a professional lucid dreamer if you acquire a habit to fall asleep with Kitri Mudra every night. 
But most yoga beginners spend months, and even years, to reach into the nasal cavity. And if you can do it right away, you're the lucky one. Can you wiggle your ears intentionally? Congratulations! Around 22% of people on the Earth are capable of wiggling one ear. As for moving both ears at once, only 18% can do that. Ear wiggling used to be a common thing for our distant ancestors. Scientists believe they could perform a variety of movements with their ears. The group of muscles responsible for wiggling is called the auriculars, and we mostly don't need it today. But some people claim that everyone can learn to move their ears. It only takes time and practice. Unfortunately, we still cannot acquire this classy habit of twitching an ear toward a sound source as dogs and cats do. Humans have tails. Okay, that sounds weird, I know, but it's true. While our bodies are still forming in the womb, at around day 31 to 35, you can really start to see it. Right now, you have a tail. It's inside you. It's part of your coccyx, to be more precise. If you were to have an x-ray right now and ask the doctor to show you your tail, you'd see some small bony segments at the bottom of your spine. We lost our tails over many millennia of evolution. Imagine if we still had our tails. They'd have to redesign pants. Maybe they'd have a special hole or even a tail pocket. Sitting might be a bit uncomfortable too, to say the least. Our ancestors also had fur. We lost it about 1.2 million years ago. You might be thinking that we still have fur in the form of our body hair. But that's nothing compared to what we used to have. We were thickly furred like chimpanzees and gorillas are now because we needed it to stay warm. You might be annoyed that we lost it if you live somewhere freezing cold like Alaska. Still, you could look at it the other way. Losing our fur lets us enjoy the warm weather a bit more. Living in larger groups meant we shared stuff, and not all of it was positive. It's possible that humans with less hair or fur would get sick less often because they didn't have as many parasites on them, like lice or ticks. This might be the reason why we evolved to lose our fur and become what you see today. Although, I have to admit, more body warmth would come in very handy right now. I wouldn't need to keep this blanket on my legs anymore. Oh, not again. Let me just grab a cup of water to make these hiccups go away. Ah, much better. Okay, in reality, it's not that easy to stop hiccuping. But why is it so hard to stop them? Well, it could be because of a strange feature of a past evolution. One theory is that hiccups have no real use anymore, and that we actually only do it because we come from amphibians. They had both lungs and gills at the same time. When they went underwater, the entryway or glottis to their lungs would close. Fast forward to today, and we still have that mechanism of closing the glottis. But it's useless because we don't live in the water. Wow, how unfair. If we have to get frustrated by hiccups, we should at least be able to get some use out of it. Picture this. You start getting the hiccups, and it's like a superpower. You stop breathing through your lungs and start using some gills. That'd be something else, especially for anyone who really likes swimming. Most of our teeth fit pretty much perfectly in our mouth. But there are four of them who arrive late to the party and ruin everything. I'm talking about wisdom teeth. They serve no real purpose, but humans and a few primates have them. However, lucky species like the tamarins don't have to worry about them. About 35% of people don't even have wisdom teeth. We might be on our way to losing them altogether once and for all. No more going to the dentist on a mission to remove them. No more headaches from them either. In Ireland, there are a lot of people with red hair. Like, really a lot. Upwards of 30%. That's a lot of redheads out there. This is a result of genetic drift. Genetic drift is when a feature is passed on from your ancestors without really having any purpose. 
This is exactly why some people have red hair. So, if you have red hair, there's no real reason for it. It's just your ancestors from a past age who passed on to another member of your family and eventually you. And I think red hair is incredibly fun and attractive. Inside our mother's womb 16 weeks in, we get a powerful urge to grasp the umbilical. And so we do. Monkeys do this too, and there's a reason for it. It's because when they're out in the wild, they need to hold on to their parents' fur. Humans used to do this, but since we lost all of our fur, there's no reason for us to develop this involuntary grasping called the palmar grasp reflex. Open wide and say, ah, good, I can see your tonsils now. But what are they even used for? If we take a good look at it, they actually cause more problems than benefits. Tonsils appeared as a way to protect us from germs and other nasty stuff when we eat food. Still, more often than not, all they do is give us a horrible sore throat. Because of this, it's really common for people to get rid of them. Picture a little pouch. We have one of these inside our body. Eh, Not exactly like this, but an organ that sort of resembles a pouch. Our appendix. Scientists used to think it was completely useless, but recently found that it might actually have some use. Still, like tonsils, it often causes more problems than benefits. People commonly have their appendix removed and face no real consequences, so it can't be that important. It might have helped our ancestors in the past, but issues with the appendix can be a real big stomachache. Okay, you know how some people can weirdly move their ears? Like this. I can't do it. You might be able to, though. Try it for yourself. Some of us can do this because, like other animals, we have a muscle called the auricular muscle, but it's useless for us. Cats, on the other hand, control their ears pretty well. If only we could learn from them. They look forwards and listen out for a noise behind them without moving their heads, just their ears. That's a pretty cool skill if you ask me. Stretch your arm as far as you can, your hand too. Now connect your thumb with your pinky finger. You might see a line appear on your wrist. What you're seeing is called the palmus longus, and about 90% of the world's population has it. Statistically speaking, it's likely that you have it too. Back then, our ancestors needed every bit of help they could get to climb trees and grasp things. But when we started walking, it made these muscles completely useless. Monkeys, on the other hand, still climb trees easily. They have a muscle in their feet called the plantaris muscle, also known as the monkey muscle. Now, we have this too, except we don't really need it because we don't go around doing any monkey business. Like the palmaris longus, about 10% of people are born with it. Chances are, if monkeys are hanging from a branch, that's the muscle they're using. If you're getting that late-night urge for food at 3 a.m., it's because of hunger. You probably already knew that, but what you don't know is that hunger evolved as a trigger to drive us to search for more food. So, if you still got a few extra pounds you're trying to get rid of, you know what to do. Blame it on evolution! Our hungriest ancestors would have tried harder to look for food and survived to pass that trait on to us. Our love of sugary snacks, like delicious chocolate cookies and milk, is because of evolution too. Our taste buds evolved just as hunger did to help us find food that's beneficial to us. You're out for a walk and get hit with a chilly breeze. You're only wearing a t-shirt, so you decide to go back home. You get into your house with chattering teeth and realize that you've got goosebumps too. We get this from our furry ancestors. When it was cold, they would get goosebumps and their fur would stand on end. This would trap air and insulate their bodies like a nice fluffy coat. We don't have fur anymore, so it doesn't do much. Evolution also explains why you might get goosebumps when you're scared. 
Picture this, you're a caveman out in the wild when suddenly, a tiger jumps out at you. It starts growling at you. No worries, your hair stands on end and you look giant. The big pointy fur intimidates the tiger, so it runs off. Or you have the alternative ending, where the tiger doesn't care and eats you anyway. Maybe that's why we lost the fur, because it didn't work all the time. We don't actually need five toes. You're doing the laundry and your hands are full. Oh, you dropped a towel. What do you do? You pick it up with your feet, of course. This is possible because of our fifth toe, but we could do without it. Since we walk upright and we don't need to go around jumping from branch to branch, this toe is mostly useless. We can walk and even run just fine with four toes, maybe even less. So who knows? Maybe in the future, humans will only have four toes on each foot. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. The 28-year-old patient shows up at the hospital with distressing symptoms. He explained to the doctors that he felt really bad chest discomfort and had been coughing badly for quite some time. The medical staff knew right away there was no time to waste, so he was scheduled for an x-ray. Weirdly, there was nothing unusual about the x-ray results. The patient just had a mass in his lungs that they needed to remove as soon as possible. Sure, it wasn't the best news for the man, but it was certainly nothing the doctors hadn't seen before. But that first opinion changed on the day of the surgery. Not only was the whole operation more difficult than they had initially expected, but the mass they removed from the patient had an unusual shape. When the probe was sent for further investigation, the doctors were puzzled. It was a small fir tree. The doctors that had participated in the operation thought that the man must have inhaled a seed which settled inside the man's lungs. After the seed grew into a sapling, its little needles started to damage the tissue surrounding it, which resulted in chest discomfort and coughing. As the story gained more popularity, scientists weighed in on the mysterious story, and they weren't so quick to accept it, saying it was most likely made up. On one hand, most plants need a lot of sunlight to grow, which isn't available in a human lung. More so, if it were that simple, we'd all have things growing in our bodies. Small seeds aren't that hard to swallow or inhale, right? This wasn't the only story about plants growing in a human lung that baffled scientists. In 2010, a man from Massachusetts was hospitalized after his lung collapsed. Again, this didn't seem to take doctors by surprise, as unfortunate as it was, because the patient already had a history of respiratory issues. Nevertheless, they discovered a mass inside the man's lung and removed it immediately. What they found was equally as surprising as the fir tree, a small pea plant. Only this time, doctors suggested that the man probably had peas for dinner. But that one simply went the wrong way and didn't end up in his stomach as it should have. Once it reached his lungs, the small pea got comfortable and began sprouting leaves. The truth is a bit more complex in this case, but it does make it more plausible. Turns out that the piece that was removed from the man's lung was only about half an inch long, something that small doesn't qualify as a full-grown plant. But the seed was able to grow, though. That's because a pea seed can sprout even without light. It naturally does that underground. The seed doesn't need to have any light at this point because the tiny seed has enough energy stored inside to help it grow to the level of the soil, where it gets the sunlight it needs to continue. 
Because of their relationship with the sun, plants are called autotrophs, or organisms that use exposure to light to feed themselves. A lot of us think that plants get their daily menu from the soil we place them in, but that's not feeding them. Plants need sunlight, water, and the gases in the air to produce glucose, the substance they use for food. This whole process is called photosynthesis and is performed by all plants, algae, and even a bunch of microorganisms, like the purple sulfur bacteria. Now back to our unfortunate human patient. While it's true that the pea seed might have germinated since it had sufficient moisture in there to survive, it didn't grow into a full-sized plant. It would have needed sunlight for that so that photosynthesis could begin. That's not to say it wasn't damaging or dangerous. A lot of other emergency room doctors have similar stories too, like this one coming from some doctors in Essex, whose patient initially seemed to have lost her dentures. The woman was elderly and already had memory problems and they initially didn't give this mistake much thought. That wasn't until the woman was later discovered to have some other problems with her lungs too. It didn't take them long to connect the dots and figure out that the woman's upper dentures weren't all lost, they were just inside her body. The woman had swallowed them but didn't realize and they got stuck at the bottom of her throat, also causing her respiratory problems. Not all such mishaps happened by accident. Another man in the UK wanted to offer his fiancée the engagement ring of her dreams, but it didn't fit his budget. So he came up with what he believed to be a clever plan. He went to the jewelry parlor and patiently waited for the jeweler to shift his focus from the ring for a split second. As soon as that happened, he swallowed the ring. The jeweler wasn't easily tricked and called the police. Once under the metal detectors, the man could only confess. The crafty romantic was escorted to a cell where he was expected to and pass the ring back to its rightful owner. It's not the only reason people were caught swallowing jewelry. A woman once came up to the emergency doctor complaining about stomach pains. There was nothing bizarre about her. On the contrary, she was a middle-aged woman, both fashionable and tidy. Her physical exam didn't reveal anything suspicious about her. But the x-ray they had to make sure did. As they were looking at the images, the doctors were perplexed. A whole lot of jewelry was stuck inside the woman's stomach and intestines. The medical staff obviously questioned her about how the objects got there, and her response was even more outrageous. She said she wanted to keep her jewelry safe from her husband, which she claimed had a bit of a habit of gifting her jewelry to other women. Nice guy. One other doctor remembered having a patient with a bottle cap stuck in his throat. The problem is, he didn't even notice he had a strange object stuck inside of him. It was simply discovered at a routine checkup. Fortunately, no surgery was needed to fish this one out. Doctors managed to get it out using a small medical net. They were curious how this man managed to get a bottle cap stuck in his throat and not even know it. His response was simple. He did remember drinking water some days prior, but he couldn't find the cap. He brushed the whole thing off and went on with his day. Other times, naughty things we do when we were young can come back to haunt us years later. A 30-year-old woman surely learned this lesson the hard way when she ended up in the emergency room with a stuffy nose. No medicine seemed to help, so she knew she had to get it examined by a professional. Once the doctors had a look, they realized she had some inflamed tissue up her nose and something that resembled a foreign object. 
It also looked like that object had been there for quite some time. They couldn't figure out what it was, so she was immediately taken to the operating room. What the surgeons removed was then taken to be further investigated, and it turned out to be some sort of material resembling paper. After they questioned her, the woman did remember having stuffed some paper in her nose when she was little, but was just as surprised as the doctors that the small piece had stayed there up her nose for over 20 years. Some extractions of foreign objects are more complicated than others. A kid ended up at the emergency room after he stuffed his brother's plastic construction toy up his nose. As the doctors were trying to carefully remove it, the kid coughed, and the toy went down his throat and into his stomach. Both the doctors and the kid's family patiently waited for the boy to pass the toy out to the final destination. That's probably because the kid wanted to give it back to his brother. But it's probably okay for the kid to keep it. Hey, can you speak up? I just ate an entire pizza. That's because after eating a hearty meal, our hearing tends to be a bit less sharp. During digestion, most of our bloodstream is directed toward the stomach, which takes away a bit from all the other organs. So, next time you want to go listen to your favorite band at a live concert, make sure to eat a lighter meal to keep your ears pitch perfect. On top of our stomach and left kidney, we have a magical organ that can grow back if we remove a part of it. Our liver can regenerate itself by making new cells called heptocytes. They begin to multiply once the liver is damaged. The seriousness of that damage defines if it can regenerate completely and the amount of time it takes to do so. Ever wondered what's worse for your body? No sleep or no food? Turns out, the lack of sleep is more dangerous. That's because if you don't rest, your body becomes exposed to a lot more risks. After 24 hours without any shut-eye, you can start to have memory problems and find it difficult to concentrate. At just 17 hours without sleep, you start to feel tired and groggy, irritable, tense, and more emotional. Ah! I need a nap. Your pain receptors also become more sensitive, which means everything hurts a bit more than it should. Oh, and it also affects your hearing, too. What? On the other hand, you can be well into your 24-hour period with no food before your body realizes you've stopped eating. In the first 8 hours, you just keep digesting the last meals you had. After those first hours, you start to use stored fats for energy. Not eating for more than 24 hours means that your body will start eating away at its own protein, which means you literally start to lose muscle. Rainwater isn't always safe to drink. It can sometimes hold harmful bacteria and viruses. Also, in heavily polluted locations, it may even meet other harmful materials. Some communities out there do depend solely on rainwater as their primary source of hydration. But does rainwater have any other health benefits? Not really, according to current studies. Some of those risky substances may be removed from rainwater if you boil it. But it's best to stick to the safer side and only drink water from sources that are 100% safe for human consumption. Now, we produce sweat mostly to regulate our body temperature and for some added moisture, like the one we need in the palms of our hands for a better grip. But sweat doesn't just show up on our skin. It comes out of around 5 million pores on our bodies. We're literally stepping on a quarter of our bones each day. 
we have just over 200 bones in our body. But about a quarter of those are in a very small surprising area, our feet. Since we have 26 bones in each foot, we end up with literally 52 in both. Now, our eyes produce tears for many reasons, like protecting themselves from infection or clearing up debris, such as smoke and dust, or when your baby done you wrong. But the number of tears we produce is quite surprising – up to 30 gallons per year. That's almost enough to fill a bathtub. Wow, that is heartbreaking. Our blood pressure wakes up hours before we do. That's because in the morning, the body produces a bunch of hormones like adrenaline and noradrenaline. They help give us the energy boost we need during our morning hours, but they also increase our blood pressure, which is usually higher between 6 a.m. and noon. During the night, since we should technically sleep and perform no physical activity, our blood pressure drops down by up to 20%. Speaking of our vital fluid, our blood accounts for about 10% of our total body weight. We tend to think of our body weight as being mostly made up of muscles, fat stores, and bones. But there's a lot more to it. In a fit adult person, bones make up 15% of the total body weight. About 40-45% to is left to muscles, about 15% to fat deposits, and the rest are stuff like skin, tendons, hair, and other yucky things. Let's see. That adds up to… yep, 100%. Your lungs aren't twins. They're siblings. That's because they aren't the same size or shape. Your right lung is bigger and tends to weigh more, and your heart is to blame for it since your ticker tilts to the left a little bit. This creates a small indentation in the left lung called the cardiac impression, which is also what funny heart doctors do at comedy clubs. The right lung may be bigger, but it's a bit shorter since it needs to make room for the liver. Doesn't your house have a liver room? Many of your body measurements are quite symmetrical in surprising ways. If you were to stretch out both of your arms, your wingspan, and measure it, it should show how tall you are. Based on these similar measurements, specialists can even produce theories about what ancient humans used to look like. Looks like we've evolved to be increasingly symmetrical to appear more attractive and healthier to attract mates. Hmm. More so, since we've evolved to also walk on two legs, our symmetrical features help us to move around with the least amount of energy because it creates balance. Now, humans aren't natural champions when it comes to the scent of smell, that's for sure. But our noses can pick up about 1 trillion different scents. Scientists are still performing research on this subject and believe the number may be even higher. Some dog breeds may be able to notice scents somewhere between 10,000 and 100,000 times better than we do, but turns out the best nose in the animal kingdom may be attributed to the elephant because of its staggering number and type of olfactory receptor genes, over 10,000, while humans and chimpanzees have less than 400. We tend to look at our pinkies as our most delicate fingers, but we do have more power in them than we think. Turns out that should our pinky finger be lost or affected, the overall strength of our grip may decrease by up to 33%. The liquid in our stomach, made of hydrochloric acid, potassium chloride, and sodium chloride, is way more powerful than any acidic food you can think of, like lemons, pineapples, or tomatoes. 
The pH of healthy stomach acid should be between 1 and 3. So if you think about it, it's just below that of battery acid. Our hair strands are strong too. So strong that research is performed on them to duplicate their resistance into human-made materials. A healthy head of hair should be able to withstand up to 26,000 pounds. It's due to a little protein in the hair strand called keratin, which you can also find in your nails and skin. Now, only about one-third of us humans have perfect vision. There are a lot more glasses and contacts out there than you'd think, making up about 66%. Apart from different eye conditions, our vision also gets worse with age. When we're born, our heads amount to one-quarter of our total length. By the time we reach 25, our head will only be one-eighth of it. That's because our heads won't change their size a lot as we grow older, as opposed to the rest of our body, mostly when it comes to the legs and torso. Our brains are these super-powerful computers, and a single human brain cell can hold five times as much information as the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. Maybe you remember that. We've yet to pinpoint the exact amount of data it can support, but in electronic terms, the storage capacity of the brain is around 2,500 terabytes. For comparison, the National Archives of Britain, which keeps over 900 years of history, only takes up 70 terabytes. That's probably the reason our brains need the most amount of oxygen compared to other organs. About 20% of the total oxygen that enters the bloodstream And that's despite the fact that it makes up only 2% of our body mass. Our normal activities, plus the effect of gravity, make the cartilage in our ankles, knees, hips, back, and neck slowly compress. Once you rest overnight, the cartilage goes back to normal. On average, you are somewhere around 0.4 inches taller in the morning than you are later at night. And that's why they call me Stretch. Almost all of our body is covered with hairs, even if we don't notice them. They grow even in the belly button. Their purpose is to catch lint. Check it out, see? A single human hair can support 3.5 ounces of weight. That's how much two candy bars weigh. Our hair color is easily explained by genes. There's not more than 2% of people with natural red hair. They're followed by blondes, and by all the varieties of brown shades. The vast majority goes to black hair, including very dark brown. Yeah, your hair can stop growing at a certain length. A hair usually grows from 2 to 7, so usually it doesn't exceed 42 inches. Well, tell that to this gal from China, who broke all the hair records with the longest hair ever. In 2004, her hair was 18 feet, 5 and a half inches long. With age, your hair loses its natural color. It happens because keratin receives less pigment. As people grow older, the pigment cells in their hair follicles gradually vanish, and hair becomes gray. Some time passes and no pigment is produced at all. That's when hair turns white. The only part of the human body that doesn't get any nutrients from blood is the cornea of the eye. Instead, it's fed by tears and fluid in front of your eyes. A human eye has some resemblances to a car engine. They both need various liquids to perform properly. An engine needs gasoline and an eye needs tears. In order to work well, the tears should be thoroughly distributed all over the eye. That's why we blink up to 20,000 times a day. 
So, a lid is a bit of a windshield washer. We've got two really fast muscles. They control the eyelid closing. They're the fastest muscles in our body. Eyes are fragile and need protection. That's why when the reflex is triggered, these muscles shut the eyes within about 100 milliseconds. No more than 0.1 seconds. We recognize only purple-blue, green-yellow, and yellow-red colors. Everything else is a combination of these three. It's impossible to calculate how many of these combinations the human eye sees because every single person has slight vision differences. But it's about one millionth combinations on average, you see? The inability to distinguish colors, also known as color blindness, affects around 8% of males and 0.5% of females. But colors themselves aren't as stable and objective as they might seem. Multiple tests have shown that people experience colors differently, depending on many factors such as geographical location, language, and gender, to name a few. It means that you can enjoy the same sunset with your friend and see completely different colors without even knowing it. Just like fingerprints, your eye color is unique. It can even affect the way you perceive light and make your vision one of a kind. To understand how this is possible, you gotta figure out how the eye color is formed. This is the iris, the colored part of the eyeball. The iris contains pigmentation, and its content determines what eye color you have. Every human has a slightly different amount of pigmentation. That's why you won't find two people with identical eye colors. Three specific genes in your body are responsible for melanin levels and determine pigmentation. Blue and green-eyed people have less melanin in their iris, and those who have more melanin have darker eye colors, like brown and hazel. Some rare people have beautiful deep black eyes, but this is only an optical illusion caused by the abundance of melanin. Pure black iris doesn't exist in nature. Although these eyes look very dark, they're actually dark brown. Studies have proved that eye pigmentation impacts your vision. No matter how dark or light your eye color is, people with lighter eye colors are more sensitive to light, which may cause them to feel uncomfortable on sunny days. If you have a light eye color and have to squint when you go outside, don't forget to put on sunglasses. Your irises contain less pigment that serves as protection from the sun's rays. But since melanin acts like natural sunglasses, you have better night vision compared to dark-eyed people. On the contrary, if you have a darker eye color, your eyes can cope with bright light better during the daytime. Dark-eyed people should feel more confident while driving at night because they don't get blinded by car headlights that much. Your peripheral vision is almost completely black and white. It's because you have more color-detecting cones in the center of your retina than at the sides. Women can distinguish more colors than men because they have two X chromosomes. And men only have one. Even if something is wrong with one of the chromosomes, a woman can still see colors correctly. That's why women are rarely colorblind. There must be at least some photos where you have red eyes, 